Hello and welcome to the Bryce cast. This is episode 18. My name is Bryce, of course, but joining me here this time, more importantly, are our guests. And time to talk Cold War, so I brought a couple of experts along, Miles and Chance. You probably know them as a dynamic casting duo, but today they'll be talking Cold War with their expertise. Miles, first of all, how are you? I'm doing really well, man. I've got myself a, uh, I've got myself a cup of coffee and uh, my dog's done its poo outside, so today can begin. it can officially begin now. It can begin. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Chance, how are you? Doing great. I'm currently on an all-nighter because I'd stayed up to play <gasps> Cold War the entire time. So, like, you know, we're we're big chilling right now. Oh, wow. Are you really? Yeah. Hey, feel great. I, th- I didn't think you would do it. I left you oh, at 1.30. I'm a man of my word, Miles. <laughs> if I say I'm going to do something, I commit. Oh, wow. I don't know if it's a good idea that you did commit. Like, Jesus. Um, <laughs> Well, I mean, that kind of brings on. So we've got to talk Cold War, right? We've got to talk Call of Duty Cold War. Big release. Everybody's playing it. Um, I suppose it's a great place to start. The pros are just ruining their sleep patterns. I swear, on the off-season, everyone was like, yeah, I'm in shape. I'm working out. I'm eating healthy. I'm uh, I'm doing a great job and everything. And now the game's come out. And basically all of them have gone, I'm going to do a 24-hour stream. And I'm also never going to bed again. Um, but that's that's just typical COD, right? That's basically every year they all go, oh, yeah, we'll do better, and then just act like five-year-olds with their bedtimes. Well, Chance is doing the same, and I'm not far <laughs> off it. Like, I saw this, there was a tweet from Asti's not too... I think it was last night. It was talking about he's the winner of the... Uh, being the winner of the Florida Mutineers 25K tournament, and he just tweets that image of the gamer hunch, and it's showing, like, all the pain points the gamer has. <laughs> and it's, like, back of the neck, the middle of the back, the arse, elbows, wrists. That's it. That's my life right now. My neck is killing me. I sit in this chair all day, just hunched forward. We're all doing it. It's a good game, though. That's why we're all doing it. We're all really enjoying playing it. For the first time in a long time, I can confidently say I'm addicted to Call of Duty again. I, you know what? So here's the thing, right? So obviously, to get this out of the way, by and large, when we talk Call of Duty, we end up concentrating on the negative things because they're the things to talk about. Right? If something, if something, no. if something's good, if something's this good, community, no, and, and that's going to happen in this podcast as well. We all know it's going to happen. We we'll end up talking about the negatives, even though we love the game. We'll end up just sitting here, just talking about negatives, making it some of the worst thing in the world, and it's not. Um, because I went into a, a player Discord. Yeah, was it last night or this morning? Um, and it was just the most vile, toxic pit of people having just a good moan, a good moan about stuff like the world had ended. I'm sitting there going, but everyone's been playing it to death. Like nobody's got off the game. People are streaming. People are people are going for it all, and it, it it's mad. But I think uh, the 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 Call of Duty community is is at least taken to this game. I think in an overly positive way. I think I can I can say that in some way. And I don't know. Well, I'm trying to figure out where to start because I said I don't want to start something negative. I tell you what, we'll start completely off of the esports schedule. And I just want to mention this before I forget: how bloody good zombies it! Oh, it's cracking, man! It's unbelievably cracking. good. Yeah, this is the. I think this is the last zombies we will have. Is am I correct in saying that? This I don't is the know. last. I thought. I thought it would maybe. I might be making that up, but I thought I read somewhere that this will be the last iteration of zombies in Black Ops. You're going out with a bang. They've reworked the whole thing from top to bottom. They've made it more akin to multiplayer, the way you progress and all that. But the shit is really fun. I mean, I've only played four rounds. Chance you're in three of them. <laughs> it's been really fun, man. I genuinely have had a great time. You know, and I, I don't think I played. I think I played zombies on BO4 twice. 
And I was like, I get it. It's cool. Everyone, you know, there's always a famous voice actor or something in it. But now I'm like, no, this is like an extension of multiplayer. It's way more accessible. It's way more dive in and out, you know, and the idea that you can exfil and all this stuff. I think they just really, it's taken a long time, obviously, but they've rethought zombies in a really meaningful way. And I think it's cool. Yeah, great chance. Have you, you, you played much then? Yeah, no, zombies is like the uh, the backup plan. When I get bored and or frustrated of multiplayer, I just go to zombies to like level up guns. So I'll just pick whatever's like level one and just grind it out through 30 rounds of zombies, get it to like level <laughs> 10 or 12 or whatever it's going to be. Then I'll have the attachments and I can go back to multiplayer. And it's just, I don't know. It's like a, a revolving door. I get bored of one thing, go to the next, get bored of that. Then I go to GBs, get bored of GBs, go to eights, get bored of that, multiplayer, <laughs> just so on and so forth. Just the, the COD cycle for me. I, no, that is that is kind of. I think the problem is zombies is so. Like I haven't played zombies properly in years. Because I jump on you, and I'm like, ah, oh, it's not ready. But this one, I was already like, this is bloody good. The fact you can upgrade your damage on the whatever gun you have to like tier one, two, three, four, five. Didn't know that until like the last game I played. I already played like a dozen. I was like, oh shit, I can, there's something else in this game I I don't even know. Um, <laughs> let's let's talk about Publix because I'm I'm going to be honest with you. I am struggling to play Publix consistently, like a lot of people would at the start of the game. The skill-based matchmaking, I play with some people better than me, which is not hard. Um, skill-based matchmaking is occasionally kicking my teeth in. Um, and I think it's probably one of the biggest complaints from the community, and it is a very divided subject. I see it on my timeline every single day, right? <clears throat> skill-based matchmaking, there are obviously good reasons for it, and there are good reasons against it. Um, and this one has, even more than Modern Warfare, been a divisive topic. Crazy divisive topic. What do you think? Have you have you experienced the 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 pleasure and the pain of SBMM? I have strong feelings. <laughs> so I I am in the camp that skill based matchmaking isn't as strong as we all make it out to be. I still believe that skill based matchmaking is a crutch for all of us to hide and to run away from our own shittiness, from our own lack of ability, our own dodgy gameplay. You know, none of us are card gods. It's true. And those who complain about, incessantly complain about skill-based matchmaking, and it's most of the community, I know. And I know it this is, is going to drive a wedge in, in the middle. And I don't give a fuck. I think skill-based matchmaking, as, 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 as good as it is to retain player bases and all that shit, I don't think it's as bad as we're all making out. Chance and I played a fair bit last night. I stream pubs about five hours a day. My games are relatively mixed. I never enter a, a lobby with brand new faces and go... Oh, here's the skill-based match made game after getting outgunned once. I'm like, my performance is my performance in that game. The game isn't rigged against me. And I don't understand, I don't understand conceptually how a game that features in pubs at the moment, what, 12 players either side, how the algorithm can match. And bear in mind that we're all in parties together, no one's always alone. How the game can rig it. And I mean rig it. This isn't a fucking casino. The game can <laughs> rig it so that you are, are stacked. The odds are stacked against you to make sure that you have a bad time. So therefore you stay on and play another one. I don't see how that is even technically feasible given the amount of variables at play with how many players play with each other, varying levels of skill. Chance has said this a few times where he's like, when I play with Miles, the lobbies feel easier. And I'm like, that's weird. Like, my, <laughs> wow. I'm like, because yes. last night when we were playing, well, no, last night when we were playing, like, <laughs> I was top scoring like most games and I'm like this is not, I don't want to hear that this is someone's lobby or and like even the guy we were playing with we played with Maze he was like oh, I should host because I've got the low elo I'm like bro I don't think that makes a fucking difference you're going to come across people you're going to come across more players and my last point on this is 
The reason why we're getting fisted in pubs is because Call of Duty and the way we play Call of Duty has been exposed to the public now for so long. Everyone is just good. People are good now. There is more to play for now than ever before in Call of Duty's life. The League, Challengers, GB, not even GB, CMG, you name it. There are fucking tournaments at all times of every day. There is something to compete for. And there is now the, the, the greatest echelon of being a Call of Duty pro. If you can get to the very top, good on you. But now there's actually something to truly shoot for, like a system that has been built for players to climb and go for it. So more people than ever are getting their gamer chairs fucking stinking <laughs> <laughs> so that's what i'm I, that's where i stand on sbmm it's not entirely sbmm it's the player base getting better at the game okay chance how's your gamer chair i uh, gamer chair i think is fine man i don't know i hope it doesn't smell too bad <laughs> I, my thoughts on skill based matchmaking is like generally i'd like it tuned down like a little bit because it is nice to just like stomp on some news but like there was always this problem back in the day with like pubs where there would just be so many lobbies where i was like there is nothing I could possibly do more. Like I'm going, you know, 50 and two, dropping all the score streaks and still losing because all five of my teammates are horrible. And then the other team is just like average. And it just used to feel like, you know, every other game or something like that, there was nothing I could possibly do to win a game. And that feeling sucked, like on top of that. So I just care about winning more than like anything else. So even if I have to use all the normal guns, like as long as the matches are competitive, I don't really care. And I don't really care about pubs anyway. Like, I want, like, ranked and competitive to be good. Yeah. So, like, who gives a shit about skill-based matchmaking of pubs? Like, I want the competitive part to be good. I want the GBs to be good. Like, all that fun stuff. I will say, though, with the skill-based matchmaking as it is, try and play hardcore free-for-all and tell me it's not overtuned, dude. It is <laughs> awful. Like, holy. It's just... I'm not going to play that game I anyway, just don't but care, like... but, bro... Hardcore with skill-based matchmaking is an entirely different beast, and I've never played anything like it until like this game. It's absurd, but no, I just I just don't care. As long as the skill-based matchmaking is like super fine-tuned for ranked, and I can actually you know have whatever achievement, whatever like rank progression, I can see my improvement. That's cool with me. But right now, pubs. Honestly, I have no idea how good or bad I am at this game. I that's, really just don't so, have a clue at this point, and I want that answer. I really do. That's that's my biggest issue with SPM. And it's the argument. I don't want to ever hear this argument again, right? I saw it online, all right? Technically for us, getting better, we're, we're technically competitive players. We are invested in competitive Call of Duty where we try to find out who is the best, right? Very core of it, who is the best? Outside of that, if you are just a normal player, like if you are somebody else who isn't one of us, who, who actually does want to get better, like all of us do kind of want to get better, right? We enjoy, and we are going to play some ranked games. If you're a casual oh, yeah. player and, and and somebody goes, don't you want to get better? Why? Why would you want to get better in public at the moment? Because if you get better, you get harder games. So no matter no matter how much better you get, you get harder games. Um, and I think the only argument I can see that this game may have strong SBMM, and this is against uh, what you said, Miles, this is the only argument I've really seen for it is I think it was Sensor who pointed out his friends list and pro players. Nobody has over a 2KD. I saw that and I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's interesting because um, they must all be playing each other. And obviously, as you, as the higher you go in Call of Duty, the closer your um, thing comes down to one. Right? It should always end up coming down to one unless you're a phenom. And when you play against pro players, you can hold above one. Then you are the best in the world. Right. That's basically how it works. Um, but the thing is, like, I think what uh, Chancellor is right. Like, I, I know I'm not going to play pro. 
I know the pros aren't really going to play. Only maybe some influences and stuff. We want some gameplays. Like Octane says he wants some gameplays occasionally for it. And that, yeah, I can see that. They're the best players in the world. They should be able to get decent, you know, games where they stump people. That's just how just how it's you know, all of that. But I think ranked play and GBs is all I'm ever going to play on this game and probably the Battle Royale. So publics will disappear as soon as they come in. I just hope they make me care about ranked because mm. like and I'm doing a, a video on this that I've had to go through the years for it. Not going to lie to you. I don't think ranked in COD has ever been good. It's never, it's never been what it should be. Because nobody actually gives a shit about their rank. Nobody. Nobody. I honestly could not tell. I mean, they're probably not high. But couldn't tell you what my previous ranks were. Because I just don't care. But I can tell you Rocket League. Tell you Counter-Strike where I've got to. Tell you StarCraft where I've got to. League of Legends I can tell you where I've got to. And people will ask that shit. Nobody gives a shit in COD. Nobody. <laughs> no, but nobody cares. They want to know your KD. They want to know my KD, which now you, it's not going to be great. A, no, you go to a pub and they'll be like, which KD? That's all you want to know. Yeah. Uh, I think, look, my last point on the SBMM is I, I do, I'm starting more and more to think that it's a fucking conspiracy theory. <laughs> like it's, it's more just, again, more in line with 2020 than anything else. The election's rigged. Fucking Hadron Collider's open a parallel universe. Skill-based matchmaking's making me shit at Call of Duty. It's like, no, no I don't know. That's, that's my last point. But I, I'm with you on the rank mode. We're definitely getting a rank system. There's definitely going to be some form of league play in this game. I won't, we won't get a league play in the next card, probably. So you're right. No one gives a shit. It's like, how was your, how was your 2019 year? It was all right. Do you remember what rank you were in BO4? Like, I got to like... I can't even remember the top rank was. You know, you get the little diamonds... Your it, thing was, if you place top of your division with a really weird ranking system where it was like green elite master or something like it was just yeah it was weird, weird. It was. <laughs> i, I will weird. say you said we've never had good ranked account world war ii ranked was actually pretty sweet you no, win no, you no, get oh, points you lose point. you lose that's, points that's, that's you point. actually get your established rank but yeah we had here's, we had one good year here's my point still shit chance it's still bad and it's, <laughs> it's still bad because it I doesn't disagree. matter to the wider no no the so the mechanics of the ranked can work but it doesn't matter to the wider call of duty base Esports, Call of Duty esports will never fucking gather like like Rocket League and CS. They, those people go watch the best players to figure out how to increase their rank, right? Nobody has ever gone from a rank playlist and really cared about getting up another rank and gone and watch a competitive player. No casual no. player gives a shit. No. And that it, is the, like... that is the only ever problem we've had with Call of Duty is that until the ranks really matter, and I think they've done it once correctly, and I think that was in advanced warfare with the skins they gave for finishing a season in that rank you've got like gold and diamond and all this other shit that's the only time it's mattered and until they fix that fundamental problem with our rank playlist it's never going to be good i hear you i, I think we th we're talking about other games that really get it right overwatch valorant even as far back as halo the idea that like if you get into a certain band if you get out of platinum you get into diamond you get into this you get to when you get to immortal you're literally playing against the best players in the world you're actually doing it you're in this circle now and that is the bragging rights there are incredible you know even the same with halo so like i've got like a 45 in, right? in team hardcore i remember. am actually playing against professional fucking players and you can gauge yourself truly against them and then through that you get a message through that you get another pro scene through that you're in their custom games after that before you know it you're on the main fucking stage and chris bucket has just drowned you in mountain dew and dr pepper <laughs> like that's that's the way this shit works we're not going to get that ever again in call of duty now we have but now we have challenges and i think it's something i think that until challenges becomes like integrated with the game 
Like imagine if instead of ranked mode, it's literally challenges or league play. And that is I that still... becomes your thing. Until that becomes something that sticks with COD from game to game to game to game, no one's gonna give a fuck. I still you're not, you're not yeah. you're not. I, I just I just I just think like if you go into a public lobby and you see somebody with like a gold border around their name or something something that tells you that this guy is a gold player or a platinum player. Like I load into fucking ARAMs on League of Legends and they've got borders around the name. I'm like, oh shit, that's a platinum player. He's gonna be good. I've never loaded into a COD game unless I actually know the person on the other team cared about who they are. Like, I don't care yeah. about X420 snipes. Like, he could be good, he could be bad. I just don't care. The only way I can usually tell is mechanics. Like, watching them play after they've killed me or I've fought them, they're either good or bad. That's it, right? You've never, nobody's ever gone to their mates, oh, I got to gold rank. Nobody's ever done any of that. And until that happens, yeah. that should be, it should be like, that should be like, your gateway into competitive is figuring out how to get better at COD and not just play for KD and sit on a head glitch and <laughs> with an AR pre-aiming a corner and going, oh, I've got three KD. Fucking great. Nobody gives a shit. I, I don't care about KD. Casuals care about KD and they shouldn't. They're fucking idiots and I hate them. Here, here. I, I had a point there, but it's gone now. But I'm, I know, Bryce, well, we, I'm with you. I, I don't know where we go with this. I, I think it gets to the point where like we have to just ignore ranked we have to ignore this shit it's only something that we the competitive community ask for and strive for because it's fun for us to play because we don't always want to yeah, play, we play anything else <laughs> we're not playing anything else yeah and I, I i don't know man i think we are i think i think give me in game stuff for it that's all it needs it just yeah. needs them to make a big Incentives. push for here you go if you made if you make it to gold at the end of the season you will get a gold name tag or you will get gold stuff or you will get silver stuff or bronze stuff and you can put it around your name or when you load into a map and it will it will show you why you're a better player than the other players allow people to flex on other people that's it that's all <laughs> you gotta do literally you gotta do man it's the same shit in every major esport every major esport has it apart from call of duty it's not enough to have t2p in your clan tag it's no not enough that's, I mean, that's another way. That's the only other way you can tell that somebody watches competitive is what they have in their clan tag, and they probably have something on. On that note as well, um, I think as a really lovely thing in the community, and we've all been tweeting about this for a long time, but like the amount of F3, F3s yeah. I've seen in, in game in general, and if that is not another indicator, the skill-based matchmaking exists because they are fucking everywhere, which is a wonderful thing. Um, yeah, that's another, that's almost like a flag. Like, chance we say this all the time, we're like, well, there's another comp player. And the dude's like, oh my God, is that the real chance? So like, yeah, he's a comp player. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we see a lot of that. We really do. So yeah, we need something, Bryce. We need a badge. We need a skin. You know, I thought I thought that was one thing that I was looking forward. I did like about um, MW when we brought the team skins out. Yeah. That was a nice way of saying like, there's a fan. There's a comp fan. That guy's probably quite good. Unless they're a Huntsman fan. And you could tell because none of them could shoot. The position's <laughs> bad. That's just how it was. Hey, they don't I mean, exist you know, anymore. You see right? them in Warzone. I used to charge OGLA players in Warzone. One of them turned out to be Kenny twice in the same game. And I fucked him up. I've got the, I've got the clips. Anyway, it was, um, yeah, man. I think that we'll, we'll get back to that. Uh, skins are on their way, obviously. I've seen, the, I've seen them, so's chance. They're quite cool looking. They're quite cool looking. I'm, I'm going to just plug this because I do every chance I get. But um, we helped design some of the uh, the... The emblems and the calling cards and the actual weapon attachments and a couple of the ones that I put through have definitely made it and I think they're fucking hilarious. So oh, shit, that is that. <laughs> I'll be honest I, with you, I don't check those emails. I just <laughs> I know you don't. We've got one sitting there now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love them, man. I, I think they're really fun. Um, 
and it just like again like when you go back to like the the comp community really getting inclusive included we don't have a rank system but you can have a clan tag in warzone yeah. it says um like that's what you got that's what you got now to flex on other players yeah. and even then you just pay for that and that's what i don't love that i want to earn it i want to be i want i don't want i want exclusive shit right i want truly exclusive shit that shows you the random player that i'm the top dog that's what i want and i think that's really really cool like the the best example that i've got last little rant i'll go on before letting someone else talk because i feel like all i do is talk um I, w I was part of the metal gear online world championships back in like 2009 won a trip to japan it was fucking amazing when the, the winner of that tournament, there was like a free-for-all on the team's one. The winner of that tournament got their face, of the FFA, got their face put on their in-game character. So you load in, yeah. you load in your account, your dude has your face. Unreal. All of us who qualified, we all got these like, I got like the European jerseys or whatever. They gave that jersey to our in-game character that you could wear as a skin. No oh, one else wow. had it. There were five people in the fucking world who had that shit. It was me and my boys. Unreal. And obviously they gave us the real t-shirt. So like, if that were an opportunity these days, I'd be wearing that shit and in game. And the idea of how exclusive that was, was so cool. Because whenever we went around games, literally everyone was like, what the fuck are you? How did you get that? And it came with a story and it came with like, here's how you get into the competitive side of this game or whatever. If Call of Duty had something like that, these nipples would, you could cut glass. You could <laughs> cut glass. I think it'd be really, really cool. Dance, do you want, do you want to, do, do you agree with any of this? I mean, yeah, no, 100%. Like, even just, I, I think anyone that's in the CDL, like, not necessarily casters, but, like, pro players should have, like, a special tag in game. That way, if you see him in a pub, you're like, who the hell is this guy? And then when he fries you, you'll be like, oh, damn, that's what a good player looks like. And just any way to, like, attract attention to, like, the competitive scene. Any way, honestly, to get pub players to be less shit and to get them to, like, play objectives. <laughs> get like, them a fucking hard it, point. Hang on. Like, <laughs> hang on. You're all fucking complaining about skill-based matchmaking now everyone's railing you. And now no, you're no, telling no, them you're no, no, no. pub players to be so bad. The, the skill-based matchmaking just means everybody can shoot back. When we have games, like, in Domination, where the entire lobby is like, I'm going to meet you a B flag and we're going to throw down for 10 minutes straight, those games are insanely fun. It's when kids that can shoot <laughs> back play like bitches sit and spawn don't care about whether or not they win and they just want to like camp in the tower and cartel or like do whatever yeah those are the kids that i hate i was like dude you can be good like you have the foundation you just have no idea what you're doing because you care about kd or you don't want to die or whatever it is no no, no i no. just need those kids to like have some sort of incentive to just be better at the game and the like just getting involved with the competitive scene is by far the best way to get better at call of duty like you can't like you watch like kenny play for 20 minutes you're gonna learn something learn something about the movement the mechanic like don't watch shotsy because you're not gonna be able to replicate it but like most <laughs> of the pros That's you can learn something game. from them right you just it, there's nothing but benefits <laughs> that can come from it so yeah any incentive incentivization any way to incentivize any sort of pub player, any sort of casual fan to just have an inkling of an understanding of what the competitive scene. Cause dude, imagine if you had like all the kids that had like any sort of competitive, all the guys that are going to be plat and above whatever, they're going to be at the top of every single scoreboard in the pub lobby 99% of the time. Every other pub kid's going to be like, I, well, I'm seeing this every single day, every single lobby and playing. If there's a guy like that, he's always at the top. I'm clearly not good. I need to get better. Yada, yada, yada. But you know, no, I, I agree. I mean, something so stupid, right? Like, the, the so Call of Duty is now tied to the Activision account, right? Like, you basically have after an Activision. So this is an ongoing thing that will stay with Call of Duty over time. So it does mean, like, the world champions, for instance, could have a ring next to their name. Could. They just, just could have a ring next to their name forever. And if you, win cool. a, if you win a world championship, 
you have an Activision ring next to your name, and people will look up what that means. Uh, you play that guy in a pub, you play him anywhere, even if it's one of the X-1s or one of the ones who's, you know, no longer playing top flight. You'll go find a guy, holy shit, that guy's a world champion. It's a world champion. How do I become a world champion? We have to, that's fostering grassroots. That's making people actually care. Um, but we need, <laughs> we need to move on from this because uh, there's so much more Cold War to talk about. Um, <laughs> Barely talked really... about Cold War. We haven't. We haven't. It's a Cold War podcast. Um, just quickly, um, this isn't really about Cold War, but we have to kind of talk about because we kind of touched on it here. I mean, you brought it up with uh, the skins and stuff for next season, um, and this will be the hardest. We'll just I'll just kick it off with a hard question. A hard question. Um, L.A. Thieves or Chicago Optic? Oh, what do you mean? Just pick one. Which which one do you favour? Which brand do you like more? Like. Because, I mean, that's just kind of just flipped the whole season on its head now, right? That's like, holy shit, this is a new breed of, of Call of Duty rivalries kicking off. I like the Thieves. I've always liked I like the branding. I like their black and red. I've always been a red fan. I'm in LA now, so they're my team, apparently. Um, <laughs> I just... I don't know. I, I, like, I like the squads. I don't know how it's going to play out throughout the year because we want there to be this wicked rivalry between the big brands, right? Yeah. There, there's no guarantee at all you know for all we know paris come out with a super squad and all of a sudden they're the best team in the league like it's not gonna happen but it's definitely not gonna happen but you never know <laughs> and they they could be the team that actually rival so and so who knows this optics optic chicago could be a flop like yeah it could happen you know look at them going into the bo4 season we thought like shit hot they won the first event they're gonna be the best after that it was just mediocrity like it, it, we don't know we have no idea i want the big brands to have the best rivalries because shit that will make this year unforgettable like when they're going, and I've just, I've actually just seen the format because I've got to do the voiceover tomorrow for the video. But I've seen the format for the way the, the year is going to work, and like the idea that we'll go back and forth, and back and forth with these two top names, even like, even the, like, and if they've got other contenders, you know, I want that to happen. But I just don't know, Bryce. I mean, that's a tough question. I'm super happy to see Optic back in the hands of Hector and like really seeing Optic be Optic for the first time in the Call of Duty League. Like the year yeah. one was mental <laughs> for many reasons but it was missing a lot of the usual call of duty dna and having nade back having optic back in the hands of, of hector and i think we're in a cool place I mean, the only thing now is like zoomer and, and attach are split up again fuck we, you know, we get one thing but you lose the others like it's it's hard it's it's hard it's kind of weird maybe this is why covid hit like we, we couldn't have events this year because like we just got so sick and tired of the let's go optic chance that we were just begging for anything to make it stop whether it's like figure out some new chance just come up with something creative like we don't care like group for your team just stop with the same old thing and then like the universe took that literally and they were like all right cool no more optic and even better no more events and then we all like regretted it we're like no bring it back like i, I missed the chat like i, I want to hear let's go off the chance now just to remind me of like the old times like i'll play that audio when i sleep just so i have happier dreams or something like that so maybe that's what it was now that we got optic back the world will slowly uh return to normal or hopefully quickly honestly the funny thing about that is right but like i no bias against optic at all but fuck me did i hate those chants there are periods the are so of, my, of my casting career and many others are just, are just all you could hear every fucking event. Let's go up <laughs> just on repeat over and over. And over. there was no other chanting going on. No other orgs were really having chants. Maybe E United occasionally or something like that. But it was just let's go optic on repeat. I feel like even like Hex would get sick of it. Like just sitting here, just yeah. listening to it over. Please come up with some new ones. I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna do it this year. But I do feel like 
with you got now Atlanta Phase, you've got Dallas Empire, you've got, you know, the Chicago Optic and the LA Thieves. It's gonna be good regardless of what happens. I mean, there's still other other teams building great brands like the Ravens, uh Ultra seem to be doing pretty well, uh, for, for the for the Canadian side of it. New York subline is another big favourite. Like they're all doing reasonably well. Some are doing less well than others, you know. And I'm hoping that they pick up uh their slack because here's the truth. If if you have a franchise in the Call of Duty League and you've invested a significant amount of money, you get to that point, right? Anyone outside those big teams, and maybe you won't have a godlike squad or you'll have an okay squad. To not put in the slightly less investment of just having a videographer and a content head and somebody to take care of your social media sites in a decent manner is criminal, and you should be ashamed of yourself. Because these yeah. other teams are going to be doing it. We know Thieves are going to do it. We know Empire are trying to do it. We know Hex is obviously going to do it. Um, the rest of you are just shitting the bed, right? Stop paying outrageous amounts of money to people nobody cares about and highlight your fucking team and what they do all year. It's bore. I'm, I'm bored. I'm bored of having celebrity cameos that cost like hundreds of thousands and they haven't hired a videographer and a photographer the fucking year. Like, Dude. put out the content. So- yeah, I think it's going to get harder this year than ever, more than ever, because in the US, we're probably going to go back into another lockdown um, until they get until they get a hand of COVID. Um, so like the teams that aren't all centralized, so let's say LA Thieves are sorted, if they can get a player who's in LA, I think Draza is likely to be it, maybe, or apparently there's rooms that's Temp at this point in time. I don't know where Temp lives. If he lives in LA, that's sorted. that team can all actually shoot content in the same location of Wicked. Teams like Toronto, I think they're all in Canada right now. I think they're actually in Toronto. Um, I could be mistaken. They can all shoot shit as well. It's totally cool. Um, but the, for the squads like Florida, I, I understand that not all of them are there. They were doing things. Their social media account was killing it, though. Think of all the memes. Think of the way they handled yeah. that. That guy, I don't know who that guy is, but he is a G or the lady. They're genius. They are a genius. Like that one. Like that shit yeah. is with me for life now, right? They're doing a really good job. The amount of teams, I mean, I say the amount of teams is probably just Paris. Like, par- like <laughs> it's just not nothing's happening and I, and that's hard you know and like when i see a tweet i see it i see something come out i'm just like oh man you're missing something here and i know there's obviously something going on behind the scenes they seem to not have players yet I've, the game's already out i don't know who's playing for paris i don't I've know what's going on in paris of, i've heard rumors of that team it's actually not gonna be bad um They're, that's cool but are they going to make content price? Are they going to do what you just probably, like you just asked not, for? Probably not, because they don't get it. They don't. They don't get it. Like they don't get that you don't have to win. And here's the here's the honest truth. Last year was an anomaly. The fact we had like six teams win and like eight or ten, eight would get to a grand final. Not going to continue to happen, unfortunately. It's just not. So take like reciprocity for instance. Always highlight them, right? They made a really good start. If they were still in the league right now, they would be killing it. Because their content made you care about the players, right? Uh, Zed is a great example of this. Zed gained so many fans, not because he's put out the generic fucking um, content that some players do, or watch me gameplay, or whatever, but because his personality was allowed to shine through content that gave the opportunity. People loved reciprocity, not because we gave a shit about the actual logo, or the brand, or the coloring, or whatever else you try to think is is your brand. It's a bad name, let's be honest. You know, it is what you make of that brand. People don't love Optic because they think the OG is some sort of God's gift to Logo. They like it because they can engage with the community and the family that Optic portray as who they are. 
Um, same with LA Thieves, right? Like, 100 Thieves has made a considerable amount of missteps in esports, but they have killed it with their fucking lifestyle. It is not all about winning. You can get it. What is it? It was what, uh, Chance, you probably remember this better, but it was what, um, Hastro said he was like, we're not about selling hoodies. We're about bringing together a championship squad or something like that. <laughs> and then like a yeah, day yeah. later, they put out their new merch line. It was just fucking hoodies. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like even that, right? Because I saw that and I saw Stroh. I was like, oh, Stroh, that's not going to go across well, is it? Like, it's, <laughs> it's never going to go across well. And I love Stroh to bits. I'm like, I understand what he means, though. Because he's yeah. all, he, you know, probably an extra player, he's still in that mindset of he just wants wins and he likes the glory of championship. And that's fine to have as the Empire brand, to have that with like Crimzix as the biggest winningest player and when Clay was there and all that. Like that is a brand in the community itself. I wouldn't have tweeted it, <laughs> but I get where he was coming from and the fact that that's what they want to be. And if you want to be a winner, go to Empire, right? But yeah, that was a, <laughs> it was maybe it's not funny. the tweet. It was very funny though. I, I think I think you're right though. I mean, the the brands that these teams are now coming out with, like there's obviously like Toronto are coming across the kind of the jokers in the class. Like they're the funny ones, you know. Um, like London, I, like last year, I'm not sure quite what the brand was. Obviously, like was it Pedar's doing a really good job. Pedar, Pedar, Pedar. Yeah, he's doing a great job. Like being a real memer on the social media account. Like, yeah. Really tongue in cheek, cheeky. Like getting across this London character, like sort of um, yeah. almost like a stereotype, which is really fun. Um, everyone's pulling their pulling their sort of particular brands a particular way, which is cool. I hope we see more expansions on that going into the Cold War year. Um, well, you two are actually a great example of it. You two are a great example of that. And I think one of the, and I, I actually have mentioned this before, one of the best things for you two personally that happened last year was that food photo competition you guys ended up having. Um, with the, I can't remember the brand. Was it? Was it? Uh, Grubhub. 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 Yeah. Dude, people Pixel fucking. Day. I would get messages about like w how cool your latest thing was, and that <laughs> showed off your personality more than any other scripted content. Like any anything else. Like just that that sort of stuff. Like not contest the point or anything like that. The fact you two went out of your way to to kind of one up each other in these photos. Right? He fucking well, got a, a deer. You <laughs> fucking found a deer. You make Frank. That, that's I will it, right? never forget that. That, that. that pushed you two as personalities more than almost anything else last year. And you probably never intended it for it to be that way. But you hit upon gold with this crazy thing. And I'm sure if someone was to go and look over your metrics and figure out your social engagement and all this other stuff, you know, we need to categorize. That would have done more for you than a dozen other things. But because yeah, you did mean. it and you went and put that effort in to go for it, like people can now engage with you as people. And Chance is looking like I've just farted in his room. Chance, no, 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 you're right. I'm trying to remember what uh, <laughs> what picture started off because I remember it was like 1 a.m. I'm like trying to sleep, and then like the production like text message group thing just like lighting up, and they're asking for Grubhub pictures. And I'm like, dude, I got to work tomorrow. I'm trying to sleep. Leave me alone. And then at 1 a.m., I like see the picture that Miles sent. And I can't remember what the picture was. I think it was your black and white like model pose with like sushi or whatever. And I think I just brought it. I was like, you motherfucker. Like, it's game. <laughs> yes, right. like, uh, I was like, this is what we're doing. Like, I'm trying to sleep and this is what I get. Like, hell no. <laughs> I think that was the time yeah, where you so your picture was like, it was like a salad and you just surrounded it with game fuel. <laughs> it was all green. And I put out, the, I put like the black and white super serious photos and you were like, yeah, you were pissed. I think you sent me a text message that brought like, aside from that channel, it's like, 
fuck you <laughs> fuck, just fuck you dude but yeah no, bro, I, I know what you mean bryce like i was this was something that the cod league was going through because like we 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 just started to get things going last year and then covid hit and it messed everything up right yeah like like lottie is a desk host is a good example that like we just started to get things going and then boom everything changed and like you don't get to see lottie as a as a personality like yeah. you don't get to see anyone grow or change or improve anything because we're all having to start from scratch again in a really weird difficult way um the trip cat was the best thing that happened to lottie last year you know the fact that she got to be on a podcast and talk relatively unfiltered for as long as she wanted to like i know what you mean man it's it's brand building and getting our personalities out there that's really what makes the cod league kind of fun obviously yeah. we're here for the top level play but yeah with the reciprocity example totally and i think in cold war um there's room for that there's a lot of room for that um right let's let's pivot back to cold war let's talk about the weapon balance this time around um so there's been an interesting kind of conversation obviously a lot of the tactical rifles have already been sort of put to the wayside because the m16 and then even the org are crazy good um and it and i was like oh yes it's gonna be a it's gonna be a burst weapon meta for the first time in ages and then that got swiftly kicked in the teeth um but i will say this on on an off chance is that i've probably seen more guns be used at the start of this call of duty than i've seen in a little while because the last game certainly sailed into that m4 mp5 very very fast um yeah. and this is admittedly it is looking like the old black ops one famous meta again um but the krieg is being used here as a more slow ar for for holding down lanes the mp5 still being used by by teams at the moment although it is it has gone more famous heavy um i have seen some ak's flying about i'm not sure how obvious that'll be the sniper thing we'll have to get onto because apparently pro players are willing <laughs> to just kill the, you know everybody who goes against them in the sniper community um but it is looking oh yeah and the xm4 like the xm4 the do it all weapon and it's actually not really being used that much anymore but still has a chance i still see it in gbs um yeah but the meta is, is really healthy now the only nerf we've had is to the mp5 no, i'm I mean, glad that the, happened anyway yeah the, the best on. weapon meta we ever had was what black ops 3 where you had i mean any number of weapons would like pop up the vesper got used for a bit the fair would get used depending on like the the ban and protects yeah uh the cuda and the vmp both got used on a very regular basis you'd have the m8 shiva would come out on special occasions man of war yeah I'm definitely yeah. forgetting yeah the man of war got used all the time i think octane would occasionally pull out like the ic or the hvk got used yeah HVK every now and again like open, yeah it the ban and protect certainly helped out like a little bit. It sort of messed with the system because like if rapid fire got through, now the fair can get used. But even still throughout the year, we saw eight or nine different like core kind of weapons, like not even counting the snipers used. And even the snipers, you'd get a bit of variety. Like Locust was for the quick scopers. The other one was for the normal the people. Weapon, that was always fun because it would go through anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was like the Nagafin <laughs> gun, dude. Dude, yeah, even so not cool. the, the MR6 pistols. There was like a sweet spot where Nagafin, I guess, basically found. I was like, oh, this is the best gun in the game, which is sort of like the 1911 now. But yeah, so I don't think this game is quite on that level. But of course, no. the Bandit Protects help it out. But yeah, you're right. AK 47 gets used off of far, obviously, gets used all the time. MP5 is good. The AK 74U, I think, is overlooked. Uh, the Krig is like, there's like a splash of it in the mix. And even like the, the different sites, uh, I think, are going to come into play, right? Uh, I think the last time we saw this was Black Ops 4, to where like either Mox or General or Krim would pull out whatever like the variable zoom on the AR, like thermals, for like very particular situations. Yeah. We're going to have a ton of that. There's also like, 
I mean, this is more attachments, not weapons, but like certain rush strats being developed in search and destroy, where if you throw this on like your MP5, now you run faster than you would with like your knife out. So it's like more detailed, more particular, you get more like variants within it. But like, obviously if it's like eight Fafars on the map or Famases, like I, they're still going to need to be tweaking. I would have to imagine. But I, I think like the core of where we're at with the weapons, it might be the best we've ever had. And if not, it's very close. I agree, man. I think where we're at now, the far feels like a Maddox. It feels like a bit of a do-it-all, but it still loses out at range to a Krieg or even the XM4, which is just more over the AK. It loses out of range, you know, even if the even if the rate of fire is good. So I kind of feel like we've got three weapons that sort of meet the ICR equivalent, where it's like a real straight shooting long range weapon, but up close, it's not that effective. Um, I, I think you're right. We've got such a diverse meta right now, or the, the, at least the potential for it. I've been watching a lot of the amateur teams play like the CMG tournaments, things like that. And they are experimenting with those lightweight weapon classes, chance that like you said. So like your first class off the rip is like an MP5 that weighs a feather and you can bolt to the objective really quick. You do as much damage as you can. If you lose out, your next class is a meat, like literally class one is like my first life, class two is my second life. And I'll go back to that on the rotation, you know? So like there's, there's I'm seeing genuine variance in people's loadouts whereas like at the start of the game in mw you're right mp4 mp5 and m4 meta it was locked in i don't remember <laughs> seeing another gun until the growl came out yeah and, then, and then the pros locked it down and just went no we're staying with this meta now we, we've started so yeah. we're finished it's like oh great yeah, yeah. What about the rest of us we'll just we'll watch the same shit um no no i think it's i think it's interesting I, I'm, I'm worried about the ffr like becoming the gun because it does seem to be able to do a lot more on some of these maps. Um, and like I said, I tweeted out jokingly earlier, it looks so much like Black Ops 1 to me. And the gun looks the same, and they've got the same sight on it, and it sounds the same. And I'm like, please don't put 4 on here, because technically in Europe, we never actually used that gun. It was only the Americans that used the Famous, because we banned it. Um, so we would have a more diverse meta. Um, so I'm hoping that realistically, that happens. I don't know what's going to happen with I have seen Krim and Sensor go berserk over it. I saw Pomage on my timeline arguing about snipers in competitive and how a sniper works in competitive. And I'm just sitting there going, this is not a conversation I never thought of the timeline. Krimzix and Pomage arguing about competitive viability of snipers. Um, and I was like, because I'm just going to go with Krim's opinion every single time. So I didn't even read <laughs> Pomage. I was just like, I'm just not going to pay any attention to it. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I, the, my issue is with snipers is I like snipers in S&D and I always have done um, if they're viable because it changes the dynamic of any S&D round where they're present just massively. I don't know. I agree. I agree. I, I like what I've seen so far. I do see the arguments either side. Um, obviously, I'm loving the Karen 6 memes more than anything right now. But <laughs> um, the, 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 I, for the last time I watched the games, it was like it was in this it was in the mutineers tournament yesterday i was watching dashi snipe and i was like this is perfect we've got enough variance in the weapons the way dashi plays with a snipe is like a garrison search and destroy and like watching him rip people off the catwalk with that snipe from like the back tank was sick and I, I just thought like this is actually game changing you know in terms of the way we play the games and you're right bryce like it does it does have an impact on the map and you go have to just go back to like bo4 we obviously saw some snipers in in mw but maybe not to the same effect, only certain maps, where it's like, I kind of feel like you could probably put out a snipe on any map in this game. Like, I think Moscow's huge, Miami's huge. There's lines of sight to be found there. Um, I hope, I hope we see more snipes. I do think it's a little easy right now, based on what I'm seeing, when there's like, again, dudes in pubs, you put three shots in them at distance, and they go, Meh. you know, 
it happens a lot. And I think that's going to happen in comp games as well. And I don't necessarily want that. But as a commentator and as a viewer, fuck it. <laughs> you know, watch it, like go watch Simp on BO4, tear units to pieces, even tearing good teams. Like it's worth it. It's so exciting to watch. It's not that easy to do against the best players in the world who typically don't miss. I don't know. I want to see more 4v4 before I really pass um, judgment on that one. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I think people are going to struggle going back to 4 Um, Chance, what do you think about sniping meta and uh, and bringing <sighs> snipers in at the moment? You seem like you're not entirely enthused about the idea. Well, I, I mean... I. In my Call of Duty heart, I'm a sniper, and that's like back in the day, like COD 4, that's what I would do 90% of the time. So I'm very passionate on the sniper subject. And like, I, I just don't want to, like, I, I just don't want to piss anyone off. I, I think effectively, like, Von Arhart talks about it on the timeline. He's like, you have no idea how much thought we put into this. And he, and Von Arhart was like, I'm the guy that's like fighting for the quick scopers when like so many other devs, like, just don't, like, they want it to be the more traditional hard scope style hold down a lane. So, like, it has to be one of the most divisive issues in the community. I will say, I think this is the easiest sniping has been since like Modern Warfare 2. And I don't oh. know if there's someone oh. that's like more like uh, more informed Jeez. than I am because I played on the Wii back in the day. So like my first console <laughs> game was Advanced Warfare. So like I'm not claiming to be the overall sniping expert by any means, but it's very easy in this game to hit shots. Like it's just like, honestly, the thing that is strangest to me about sniping this game is it is easier to quick scope than it is to like sit there and actually aim. Like if I'm L trigger, hard scoping, whatever I can do like, all right, especially if they're not moving, but it's genuinely easier just to take like random pop shots and just throw bullets out there and they just connect. And granted you get a ton of hit markers as well. So it's like a weird sweet spot where sniping is super easy to hit shots, but you also do get a ton of hit markers. And like, I don't know if I'm, if you get me in there with Treyarch, I, I will lay out for hours. <laughs> I will go into detail about all of my exact thoughts, but I don't know. I think I would like it to be slightly more difficult. Okay, now I can see that. I can see that as well. Um, let's talk a, a little bit because the weapons this year are slightly different. There are a lot of attachments they gain like they were in Modern Warfare. Um, way too many. Jeez. And the worst thing is they all look Jeez. the same. Um, and they're fucking all the same, Bryce. <laughs> but credit where credit is due. We now have actual numbers and not those shitty bars that don't really tell us what it's doing. Oh, this is aiming stability. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Like what is it? Now it's like this is what it actually does. Like, cause cause like recall is is based off a like a return to center number. Like how long a gun takes to return to center and how much it will kick off center, and that's the way it goes on with the dev stuff. And we never really got to see any numbers with that. Now, now we do get to see things like what distance it will do damage at. Not let's guess how fast exactly you're running. You know what's your your rate of fire. Things that we can actually quantify and go, well, is this going to make an actual difference when we attach a gun a certain way? And I am glad they've done it that way, because if they had done it with the bar system with this many attachments, I'd just, I'd just pick one class and that'd be it for the rest of the year. I'm not fucking around with it anymore. Um, it's better and worse yeah. at the same time. <laughs> I'm seeing players make changes mid-game a lot of the time, even to like classes they've already got established. Um, yeah. And obviously that's even more complicated when it comes to like the gunfire wildcard where you can have every attachment and you can really create about the wild cards. this mega Frankenstein gun that has, you know, but I, but I mean, just thinking about it now, like, I mean, I like it. I like the gunfighter, not the gunfighter, the, uh, the gunsmith feature in Modern Warfare. I thought it was really cool, you know, and I think we've taken, we've elevated it in a really nice way in this game because now it's like, you're not actually penalized that much in this game generally. 
You know, like taking the stock, like having a no stock M4, immediately your accuracy dropped a lot. Your sway was already up. Yeah, sure, your, your aim down sights moves quicker. But in this game, the no stock, all it does is make your hip fires suck, you know? So it's not like your at range accuracy is impacted too much. So the game speed, I find, maintains, it stay, your game speed and your ability at range stays the same. The only thing that goes down is your hip fire. And even then, you can put the little laser and make the hip fire work out. Like I, I just think that there's a much better, it's more balanced now, even though it is there's more shit to count and calculate. I think you can genuinely create a weapon that's far more useful and way more suited to your style of play than you could in MW. Yeah. Is it a headache? God, yeah. Am I watching the pros pull their <laughs> hair out? Yeah. Even Vonderhaar. He's like he was he was tweeting about like Clay was like oh my god so many attachments this is making me anxious and Von I was like you have no idea <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think it's cool I just I do genuinely believe that like throughout the rest of the year we're not going to see one gun class that actually sits and stays the same not because of buffs and whatever but because of players needs because I need to make the I need to run faster I need better accuracy like chance said like I'm I'm seeing pros experiment with like times two scopes and all this like the yeah. vision tech or whatever it is like the game is the maps the way the game plays like we're in a space where I feel like cod's going to have more attachments more variety than maybe ever because of the way the system works yeah i can see that um another thing that's bothering me right now is that the meta isn't settling because Rules are changing and being cut. Here's the honest truth, right? I couldn't tell the rule set at the moment. I know the rough GB rule set. I know that CMG have changed theirs. I know that GAs are already kicking in. Like I know all Ember, like the the viewing sites you get, the the torches are banned. I know like tactical rifles are being eliminated. They're doing something with the wild cards at the moment because the wild cards have just thrown a whole nother fucking spanner in the works yeah. with everything that they do. Um, the trophy issue, the the fucking the perk greed issue, and the problem is like these aren't major things. Like you'll complain about them, but you know they can be fixed. Like I tweeted out jokingly the other day that there were so many trophies in the map. I'm surprised my character doesn't fall over because I'm just wading through them. Like there's one on like two rotations ago that's still there when I go to that part of the map because they never leave. Um, and that's obviously like you get into the middle of the game and then grenades don't become useful. What if you have perk greed? They're not useful anyway because everyone's running flak and tack. Um, and obviously, like this, all has to be compressed as as much down as possible. And the devs don't want that. They want it. Oh, we want the public players to understand it. Um, so it's it's a mad one, right? Like I really don't, I really don't know where it's going to sell at the moment. It's hard. It's really hard. Um, and whatever we as the league enforce, I don't even know. Like Chance, you played more GBs than I have. Like we're seeing people only use was it. Lawbreaker and Gunfighter, I think. Perk Greed's gone. Uh, Danger Close. Banned. It's Danger Close is allowed. Danger Close and uh, Gunfighter are like the only okay. two. But everybody, I'm pretty sure that's right because Lawbreaker is the one that gives you overkill, right? Lawbreaker lets yeah. you gives choose... you like the extra like perk on like whichever one you want. Yeah. Or something like yeah. that. I, it gives I, you I, overkill I... and it lets you pick that. Yeah, but a lot of yeah. people like they you, you use Lawbreaker, but you don't pick a secondary. You don't pick a, another primary weapon. You have to yeah, use a secondary. But even then, like I, I don't know if that's going to be enough to make this work. And the trophies thing, Bryce. Like fuck, man. We we cast the Pro Mod six v six thing. There were twenty fucking trophies <laughs> in a hard point. Yeah, like, yeah I, I, I mean, mean I will good. say if you take away the gearhead perk, it actually feels really good. Like you will get maybe a trophy for like every other hill. You have to be very selective about it. If they actually shoot your trophy, like you're just you're out of luck. Like 
it is the point with gearhead and you have all four people running it. You don't need to run tack. You don't need to run flat. Cause you're literally never going to get naded and stunned the entire game. You take away the gearhead and it, it just felt a lot better to me, at least in like the one set of series that I played, but like, I mean, who knows what they're going to do. Maybe they want the trophies or maybe like the meta will develop in a way where the trophies don't become as valuable because you're going to need whatever else like your disposal, which I don't think there's a great answer for that. I think the trophies are going to need to be looked at, but I, I don't know. It's another one of those things where like, I don't know. I'm, I'm out of my thoughts here, but there are like a, a ton of little like details of the game that like feel a little bit weird, but like even the MP5, I think, is a good example from my perspective. I'm an AR player. I got fried by that gun. Like, I'm getting beamed across the map. And in my head, I was like, I don't care if the MP5 guns me at close range. That's its job. I'm tired of seeing some kid laser beam me from across the map. And the nerf they did to it immediately, not the, quote, stealth nerf, even though they said they were doing not it. stealth. Yeah, not a not stealth, stealth nerf at all. It, it was just affected the damage range. So everything else was the same. And I'm like, that's what an MP5 should be. And I yeah. think... As long as everything is like smart and calculated, if like the FFAR is so good because the rate of fire is like slightly too high or they can figure out what the problem is and like all make these tweaks, like Treyarch has been just phenomenal of like every step of the way being like, here's improvements for this and this and this, like even with the attachments thing, like we had the, the gunsmith all of last year, nothing really ever changed. A couple players might've like tweaked something this year or tweak something like random like envoy will pull out an uzi whatever it's going to be we yeah. legitimately ha might have a guy like clayster who on every single hill on like a miami hardpoint whatever is going to have a different class and he's going to have a slightly different setup or is going to use a different weapon here and we'll have extra trophies in these spots or like whatever it's going to be and even for control like control is so difficult to break some hills on offense you're going to need to have some crazy either class setup or strategy make sure your smokes are on point you're going to like I think there is a ton of potential for the game to be taken to a, a very deep level of depth that like we don't really ever have in Call of Duty. Like even search is just fun in this game. Like S and D is just straight up fun. And like I've been enjoying grinding it on all of the maps pretty much. Like it's just a good time and all the maps have flavors. Like even Armada, as weird of a map as that is. For S and D, it's like you have the opportunity to be incredibly nerdy with it. Like there are certain bomb plant spots where, like, now I can run and sit in this corner on the side of the map, and like some people find it annoying, but like map knowledge matters. Like, I don't know. I I think the game just does have a lot of potential for a lot of depth. Yeah, I, hope I, I, don't I worry saying that in like a year. <laughs> no, I worry. I agree, Ben, but I also worry that we're going to do the same thing we did in Bo Four. Do you remember? I I forget when it was. It was like halfway through the year. I think it was zero pulled out a thermal ICR, ICR yeah. on gridlock, like control, and he would just hold that B lane from top of what sushi was it? Top of the restaurant or the bar I can't remember yeah, what it was whatever it is. Yeah. And yeah. he just smoked that shit and he would thermal the fuck out. And and no one could you could not beat him in a gunfight. No one could kill him. You couldn't smoke it because he had a thermal. You couldn't outshoot his ICR because it's a laser beam anyway with double grip, you know. Like I, I wonder if we're going to get to that point again where someone goes, I've actually got the strategy to hold this position and to, I've got a strategy using attachments that aren't banned or anything to make a big impact in the game here and have an advantage over someone else. And then the community is going to go, fuck that shit, GA. <laughs> you know, like I'm thinking about like some of the control points we have already, like Moscow control. A is hard to break on offense, right? What the fuck do you do? Do you smoke it? Sure. Like you get in there, everyone's got SMGs, whatever. I just, I don't know. I don't know what the effective way to do it is. Like the defensive side of some maps in control is so skewed. I, I will say though, like 
we're a week in, right? Like, it, <laughs> yeah. it, even if like in pubs yeah, or whatever it's gonna be, if generically it's impossible to get through because there's 37 head glitches and everyone in pubs just wants to sprint forward, like. I trust the pro players and like, maybe, maybe Moscow a is like just unbreakable and there's nothing you do in the defensive setups you can have, like make it. So you're going to win 99% of the time, but I trust that there are strategies to actually go and break through. Like you get the smokes out, you smoke off the plat, you go through the mid cut to elbow. Now you're taking the close range gunfights. Like smokes are not like, there's so many options and so much unexplored that is difficult as certain like hills to break might seem or certain control points might like be to break or even certain bomb sites that just seem weird. Like it's a weekend and I don't think like, I, I just don't want to be reactionary <laughs> is all it is. Yeah, I, I think yeah, there's the yeah, opportunity yeah. for competitive players to be able to figure it out as long as the maps are designed well. And if it turns out some map is just shit for it. Like I'm not trying to say we need to play control on cartel the entire year. Like some maps, it's just not going to work, but I think even on the maps where there are like certain identifiable issues that seem like they're going to be bad. I'm not entirely convinced. Moscow A is the perfect example. Like, it sucks. Every single time I've played it, it has been defensive wins every single time so far. But I've had enough of those moments where you get a guy to get in the back library, they start spawning out, and you're like, hold on, we might have something here. And like, you just have to figure out a way to like force those good moments. Like, just because we don't know how to play the game in a week does not necessarily mean everything <laughs> is shit. I mean, it could be, but we just don't know yet. That's all. We I'm don't saying. know shit. We don't know how shit it is yet. No, I, <laughs> okay. you're right, okay. man. You're right. I'll get onto the maps in a minute because that is that is probably the biggest controversy I've I've had feedback on. Um, but before that, I will say, like speaking to pro players, a moment they seem stressed. I mean, they seem stressed most of the year anyway. But they seem stressed at the moment because basically, I mean, you guys know this, but people listening. Pro players are trying to get a perfect balance in Call of Duty of several things. Like, they want, like, because here's the, here's the issue, right? With the trophies and the tack and the flak and all this other stuff. There's no drawback if we play with everything of, like, running tack and flak. Because that means, like, stuns and nades become irrelevant, right? And they don't want that. They don't want players to just have something become irrelevant, which is why things get banned. And I think that's a concept the community's really struggled with in previous years. And even some developers, right? They haven't got it. Like, like I, I, I joked earlier about the Black Ops 1 example, right? Where I said, you know, the Americans played in the MLG rule set with the FAMAS. The Europeans banned it, and we actually ended up having like a 3-4 gun meta in Black Ops 1. Because we banned something, it opened up the meta to be more diverse. It, it, it's difficult for the pros at the moment to figure that out because of the wild card throwing things in the bin. Because of the way the trophies work with things like Gearhead, because you've got Flak and Tack, and the way that the perks are out, like spread out at the moment, like Perk 2 at the moment, I was trying to think what people realistically run. It almost seems like a dead slot for a lot of people. Like it's not something like super critical. Nobody really cares. It's like basically one and three. Um, so, like, the pros right now are trying to go through that and figure out, like, what do we ban to make this game have impact in place? Like, they don't want Nade and, ta and Tactical Spam. Like we've had in previous cards, but they also don't want it to be irrelevant. And doing that is incredibly difficult because basically the devs go, by the way, here's your game, here's your mechanics, and <laughs> the way it works. And the pros go, shit, this isn't what we're used to. Like we need to figure out like how do we have it so guns are viable? How do we have it so the rotations and this map works and everything else is actually working the way we want it to have a slick and smooth competitive experience? 
and sometimes it does look like to the you know to to the casual person like they're just fucking pulling fucking shit out of their ass like they're just going oh fucking ban it like let's <laughs> get rid of this like the whole sniper kickoff thing right on twitter it seems like a you know it erupted on twitter but that conversation has been raging in the background for ages because let's i'll be honest with you pros even who don't snipe do want the sniper to be viable because they know it adds to the game it adds to the experience but if it takes away from the experience then they don't want it and that and then you just see the fucking arguments kick i think people are really struggling with cutting this game down and streamlining it for competitive while also not seeing like they're just cutting everything in. Mm. it's difficult it's not easy like i said people complain about it and all this sort of stuff like but it's it's mad like i don't understand um like the the way it's all going i mean last year i've said this before i think gas were done in bad faith and i've had it out with pro players about it i said i think the way they went about it was childish and pathetic and lacked logic and the community the community saw it as essentially divas just picking the rules to suit them yeah that cannot happen for competitive I know pros live in their own bubble. I know they're better at the game, and I know they understand the game. But they need to have some clarity and context because they do, like as much as we, you know, we don't really talk about GAs. GAs are a hot fix for the rules until the rules are cemented in place, and it goes all the way down the community. Even like casual GBs I play in, the GAs don't get broken until they're broken, and then it's a fucking free for all. <laughs> they become the unofficial rules. Um, and it's this year. I think the issue we're having, and the reason like pros that I've seen and he's posting on stream are stressed, is because it is very intricate this year to figure out how to do that in the correct way. Um, and that's why you see Vonderhard tweeting about it, and that's why you see everybody else going on about it. It's it's mad. It's 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 not easy. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that it's all rainbows and dreams. And everyone's going, ah, oh, this is just fucking great because it's it's stressful, especially like right for take us three for instance, right. I mean, you two more than me. You two have a job, um, <laughs> but don't know yet. <laughs> the the pros want a game that is they are able to still have fun with and enjoy competing with, and also the stress of not being bullshit stuff by stuff because their paycheck comes directly from their performance. Some of it's branding. Some of it they can lay back on it. Some of them can become streamers. But there are players who have been left out this year who didn't do so hot last year, and even some who did okay. Because they don't, teams don't want to pick them up. And it's all based on uh, perception. All of it. Every it single bit of a pro player is based on perception. So if they're looking like they're not going to do as well because of something they think is unjust in the game, of course you can get stressed about it. If you go, I'm on 100 grand a year and you go down to fucking nothing. <laughs> Trust me, you become stressed too. Playing games for a living is a fantastic opportunity and they are living the dream. But those dreams do not come without drawbacks of it being a very short-lived career if it stuff goes sideways very quickly it's just that's just how it happens that's just how it works yeah it is insanely stressful man i mean and i think the game the, the issue with the with this year's cod in particular is because the sandbox is so massive i don't know if it's ever been this big mostly yeah. just counting weapon attachments but even that, that's enough to fuck this shit up you know that's enough to cause enough of, 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 a, of a stir so when you think back to like last year obviously one of the biggest changes we made early on was the integration of the CDL playlist. And with the CDL playlist came a direct in-game influence on what you can and can't choose in the CDL playlist. I would assume we're going to do exactly the same thing this year with Lead Play. So like, we've got to get those rules in place pretty fast. 
I, the cool thing is, I do think the Treyarch are going to be a bit more on point now with um, uh, with applying fixes and whatnot. Like, just we've already seen the silent, well, not the silent, but the, the nerf to the the MP5. Um, I think we're going to see the same thing when it comes to like league play. We had to actively GA Merc Four Grip because the game devs weren't necessarily responding to that plea or whatever. Yeah. I don't know how that went down. I don't have a clue. I'm speculating here. But if you think at the very start of the game, you can go to the CD players, can't choose lasers, couldn't choose some grenade launchers or whatever, the shotties, the deputy, yeah. whatever. You couldn't pick those things. You couldn't pick LMGs. You couldn't pick the right shift, blah, 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 blah. In this game, I think it's going to be the same thing. But I think as our rule set evolves and our requirements evolve, Treyarch are going to be a little bit more on the ball with, okay, we're going to adjust that for comp or we're going to just stick with your rule set and we're going to actually change this shit out. So I don't think we're going to have as many problems as we did last year. I do think there will be a bit more of a, a process to get to that point, which is why I think that the meta in the game will not be, I don't want to say set in stone. I don't think it'll ever be set in stone. I think it'll keep evolving, but I don't think we're going to get to like a kind of, this is really what we want the game to look like for quite some time in this year. No, no, yeah, I get that. Uh, yeah. It's difficult, right? Because oh, there's no there's no easy parts to this. There is no easy parts. And here's the thing. I'll quite happily shit on pro players all day. Like, it's fun for me, right? No skin in the game. Fun. We can do nothing. I'll just call you... I'll, I'll say whatever I want, right? Um, but at the same time, with a decade of knowing pro players and, and having some empathy, right? I'm not a psychopath. Uh, I can see how, how outrageous... I mean, chance might be. I, I still... The, the jury's out on that one. Um... But yeah, it's it's crazy. Charles, uh, do you want to weigh in on this? Because it is it's such a difficult topic. I mean, I just I I genuinely have faith that this year is going to be good year. Like it's I'm six days in. I'm having a ton of fun with it. At this point last year, I was very quick to be like, hey, uh, I'm a I'm gonna stop playing. And then that was like kind of it. Like just turned into watching like scrims and just doing everything sort of like offhand. Like hey, even last year, there was a point where I just couldn't get my friends to play GBs with me. Like they, they've just done with it so quick. Yeah. Like this game, I mean, we have what eight maps like total and it's still a ton of fun and I'm still learning stuff on a day-to-day -day basis. Like I in no way, shape or form feel like I have this game figured out in the slightest. I don't even know. Like we have what the eight FFAR meta going on right now. I'm not convinced that that's like, I mean, the gun is great, but I don't, I'm not convinced that that's like the best thing for the meta. Cause again, different maps are going to be like very particular. I think Treyarch has been nothing but like responsive about everything. Like I just, the game is a lot of fun. What do I care? I, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> no, That's I, all I got. I, dude, we're going to have a different meta next week. Someone's going to find something. That's what I'm saying. And, and we have, don't have any better have rule set announced, right? Like everyone's yeah. playing the maps that like we're speculating on are going to be competitive. And I'm sure, you know, the pros are going to be 90 something percent on point with that anyway. And it figured out what maps they do and do not like and what modes. And I think there's like voting processes or something they can like sort of whittle down but you think on like december 10th uh the the major update i think we're supposed to be getting new maps anyway i think there's rumors like raid and standoff and um slums Hopefully. slums is it slums i think, slums I think maybe like express or something i, I don't know there's like That'd rumors like more maps are coming in like shit would be good yeah let's, let's and, talk about maps like, then. let's talk about we ha well, before that i'm just saying we don't have a competitive rule set announced at all we don't know what like this CDL is going to be dictating. Is like guns allowed, not allowed? Like we're not playing with TAC rifles right now, but maybe they get nerfed and then they get brought it. Like it just who knows? I I completely understand the pros being stressed out of their minds. Like I get it, but at least from our much more comfortable position, like I, I don't know how many more weeks we'll be away from this sort of thing. I, I hope sooner rather than later. But like until it gets announced, there's not. I'm not going to complain about anything. Yeah, like, that's true. That is I'm just that playing is the true. game and enjoying it. I didn't think of that. Uh, here's the thing. I am actually quite enjoying this game. I mean, 
My problem is, is depending on the amount of game battles, I think Black Ops 4 was the exception because I didn't play a lot of GB. But usually you can tell how much I like a game competitively by how many GBs I play on it. And Modern Warfare, I actually played a, a crap ton. But the only thing I didn't enjoy about that is I felt like I had to be cracked out of my face to play a casual GB. Just be sitting here, like, warming up, like, ready. I'm about to slide cancel around every corner for this fucking hard point I'm about to play. This yeah. one, I feel like I can play a little bit more tactically. And, like, you still have to play relatively cracked. It's Call of Duty, right? It gets faster every year. Um, or I get slower. But still, <laughs> like, I'm still, like, enjoying playing GBs on this game. Right? Like, I'm yeah. enjoying it, the SMD. <clears throat> there are some map issues, which we're now going to talk about, because this is the biggest complaint that I have heard from pros is about the maps and some of the spawns. I mean, it's it's you know, basically, we could just have this show and I could just cut out Cold War and put a different Call of Duty title in and it'd be the same conversation each year. <laughs> um, the maps, the, the, the worry about the maps, and I say this as devil's advocate, because like I said, I... I this whole podcast is always about educating people and talking about things in a rational way, looking at both sides of the argument. There aren't that many maps at the moment, and that has people worried because more maps means more chance to pick good ones. Um, I will say, as an opener to this conversation, I do prefer the some of the, what is it called, the philosophy of map making in this game compared to Modern Warfare. Because Modern Warfare had a lot of crap sprinkled over the maps like there was just stuff like hiding holes and corners and alcoves and and like cars and boxes and and crap and Treyarch have gone a slightly different route it's cleaner maps there are more chest high covers however um and that's leading to a bit of a different style of gameplay but as we talk about the maps in this game i think yes i am a little bit worried about having a deep map pool as we need to dlc maps 100 percent going to have to be introduced this this year i will say that this early on guaranteed that i think we will have a worse year if we do not look at bringing more maps into the pool as soon as we can because these maps while okay i think there are slight viability issues on some of them right like they're just not as fun as they could be even if the mechanics are okay and the game modes are okay, they are difficult to enjoy playing. Yep. I'm with you, mate. I think with the biggest issues we've got can be fixed. So, like, I'll go back to Moscow again. Like, Moscow is a big map. Moscow is, all, I think, Moscow is almost the same size as Arklov Peak. And that sounds insane, but like it is. It's a no, fucking. Right, yeah. It's a huge amount of space. I mean, there are places on. Has anyone found the gigantic statue of a soldier near the A control site? Exactly. There is a massive soldier statue that you will never see because it is tucked away behind these little back alleyways. Like there are there are multiple area codes on that map. <laughs> it is huge, dude. So I think the 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 issues we face. In 4v4, might, it might be okay because of less players on the map. It's going to make spawns a little different. But like running around pubs, the amount of times I find myself spawning behind the enemy team, I move forward a few steps, and then the enemy, the enemy spawn behind me in exactly the same location. Maps like Satellite are really guilty for this. Moscow's really bad for this one as well. Occasionally it happens in Miami. I think that is something to do with the literal scale of the map. Miami, again, fucking might be bigger than Arklov Peak. There is places in the hotel. There's a towel room. There is a sauna. <laughs> There's they, an arcade that, in there too. There's an I've never even found There's the arcade. so many random rooms, yeah. I think huge, man. So some of the issues huge. I've had, and obviously, like, fortunately, you guys have played some competitive. So take Moscow, for instance. The issue I'm seeing people have is that we're going back to the old adage of, like, take Modern Warfare, right? Basically, you have to take Modern Warfare out of your competitive brain. 
and just just throw that away and go way back to like really old school cod where you have someone super hard anchor like because yeah. otherwise you could be you can be like spawns can be sticky and it can be difficult to break but other times you'll just flip out and you'll be like how the fuck did we get flipped out there if you don't have somebody basically um sitting back in narnia which reminds me of black ops 2 in black ops 2 you used to have those anchors sit in this back corner so we do not lose spawns and kill anybody who hits that flank that's your only yeah, the problem, job the problem with this game though bryce is now narnia has a back there is a back of narnia yeah. position in these that's the, that's my worry and again and chance we saw this in the 6v6 pro mod right there was there's an area in has anyone been to was it called there's a there's the north okay so on miami there's the visitor center p2 the hard point if you go north of that right there is, is a massive diner there is a pink neon diner i think it's called the 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 Calia, the Callisto or something like that. Oh yeah, the a arcades huge... like next to that building. There's I've not like, even been in the arcade. Multiple separate buildings. Like, wait, 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 back, wait. Yeah. So you, what, P2 yeah. Miami? You talk about the yeah, building that's owned like, by the beach, right? Yep, the visitor. Yeah, center. you can go like yeah. a couple hundred feet back behind that, dude. How far you can go out like in the ocean? You can be so far, dude. When we were watching attached with the thermal LMG on the boat, watching the entire cross of the entire map and pinging shots and people that are like down by docks, I was like, holy shit, dude! Like he is just covering so much. Like it's ridiculous. But again. It, you know, we have some gigantic maps. We have Crossroads, which is like a very tiny map. <laughs> and like, I, I think the only thing that any player, including myself in this, like, I, I just don't want to feel like I get bullshitted. I, I don't want to feel like I have some dude that does some weird cheeky thing where he can sit in this far corner and if his team plants the bomb, it's like an auto win. Like, I, I don't want any super specific things like that where I'm like, what am I supposed to do? So like, all the spawns that can get weird where they're like spawning the back, as long as it's, you can manipulate it in 4v4, as long as you can have an awareness of it. I don't care if there's one hill where you need someone to be that hardcore anchor. That job is to sit a hundred feet away from the hill and just not die. And he can lay or like do something weird. And, and then the if other maps are just like more balls to the wall on crossroads where you don't need to anchor, it's just like flood. Like I'm cool with different styles. As long as I don't feel like I'm getting bullshitted in it. So like as long as the spawns are consistent and they're not going to be random, as long as we don't watch on the mini map an entire team spawn up in like three different corners of the map and have the perfect pinch on new, yeah. like I, I don't mind having whatever kind of style. Like even like Ramaza, it's like we had the one hill where it's like you actually never want the back spawns here except maybe for the first 10 seconds because you get spawn trapped. Like I'm cool with having some weird hills that play a little bit differently and just adds flavor to the game. I'm cool with all of this. As long as it's not the random, I don't want to like, um, what is it on uh, Moscow P2? Like you sit in like the, the top of the back window and you can watch like the street, you can watch everything. I don't want to be in that position and have people spawn right behind me anyway. Like if I'm it in does. the back of the map, I'm at the back of the map. That's mine now. You can do something else. Like as long as things are consistent enough. And again, this goes to say, I'm sure there's a ton of like random issues with different things. But in my mind, these are all things that can be worked out. Yeah, no, I I, think like, I, there's nothing in this game that I've seen that is bad enough to the degree where I'm like, ah, like they, this is going to be a problem the entire year. Like I've seen nothing of that like caliber. I think, dude, you said it best. It was like, we just don't know how to do it yet. We just don't know. Like, like you said, sitting in top police station on Moscow P2, they're still spawning street. Even if you look at the street, there's a spawn there. But if you stand back street and watch it, watch the boulevard, watch like the guys coming out of Metro by Platt, Maybe you do block that area. We just don't know properly yet. I was watching Tommy's stream today in that tournament and learned new ways to spawn trap people on on Moscow control. 
Like yeah. I didn't know that, and it was just like you're learning new things literally every day. Right. So we'll get there, man. We'll get there. I watched. You know, I, I started watching I, Tommy's I, team, by the way. Sort of joke of a team nasty, he has. Man. <laughs> Ridiculous fucking team joke, he drafted mate. there. Just as a side Dude. note, <laughs> that's such one-sided bullshit. Um, but no, go on, chance I interrupted. I, I was going to the most clear-cut example of something that like is identifiably just like straight up broken. I, I think is crossroads control. If it, you can literally just sit there and watch people spawn. If you like go push up to the left truck and you're like staring at the crates, you will literally watch people spawn. You can murder them, wait a couple of seconds, they will spawn up in the same place or off to the side and you can see it in front of your eyes. Like that's a clearly broken mechanic that like, that's when I'm feeling like I'm getting bullshitted. Like if I'm, just, if they, if I'm spawning up and there's literally nothing I can do, no stun I can throw, no reaction time, no nothing. That in my mind is broken. And there's, I mean, that might be the only example. I mean, sure there has to be another. There has to be another spawn. Like Hackney Yard, right? Like Hackney Yard. No. Carol's spawns. Right. So like, even Azir Cave. Yeah. Fucking, fucking holds right hand side of the map for the whole game. Sure. Yeah, but like they at the same time, point. like if this, if it's that bad, we just don't have to play control on that map. Like it's fine. We got other maps. We can play control elsewhere. If like Miami is some weird bullshit for like Hardpoint. Because some guy can go sit in the back arcade or the back hotel or the back pink room or the back blue room or the black this room or like there's the truck or you can sit out the ocean. The back if it the like back ruins one hill, we just don't have to play that map. Like it's cool. Like again, more maps are obviously better. We need X amount of maps, like five or six for hard point, three or four for control, five or six for I'm search. I'm worried like, about getting five or six though. That's what we need. But getting again, I'm hoping for more maps, good. right? Dude, December 10th. Like I mark your calendar. Christmas <laughs> is coming early, boys. We didn't. I feel like there are like with these maps sometimes you do feel like you spawn in narnia and that's actually a call out i've been experiencing um in gb Ma moscow again is a great yeah, example moscow. Moscow. and you sit there it's like, the Russian like you're like oh, oh i've God. spawned in narnia and you're like oh crap man because there's no lightweight in this game right so it takes a while to, to 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 get back into the game if you spawn that far out and the other issue is it's not like a lot of times teams are pushing out that far because of the spawn system it's, and I think when we see the pros play, I am curious, this is one of my questions for like pros, is with the fact that we are seeing some deep anchors because they don't want to be flipped out, we're also not seeing players push out as far on this game. Because usually if you could hold down a spawn, you would push the hard point out as far as possible because you get the spawn back and you can fight it and it's favourable to do that. It's been a thing in Call of Duty for a long time, pushing out hard points. This game, I'm always nervous to push out a hard point because I, I'm worried about flipping a spawn, like yeah. especially with Moscow. I think Moscow is criminal for it. But also things like, um, take uh, it is Crossroads, Crossroads 6v6, right? The linear progression of the hills in there feels like it was done wrong because there is a double hill. The, I think it's three and four, where you go right to the back and the back again. Like You can hold yeah. that spot for a double hill. Oh, Clark Hill's the same. Yeah. Yeah. And it shouldn't be, you shouldn't have, like, double hills, we've had double hills in COD before, where you hold it and you go behind it and it's fine. But I feel like, especially if there's not that many hills on that game, it can be detrimental to the way you play. Because if you, especially, you know, which side you start, like we had it on when, you know, remember Hackney, like, you'd sit there and hold P2, um, because you know you could basically get a money hill and contest the first. You shouldn't really be worried too much about it. You should have equal opportunity to break... Each individual hill is its own mini battleground, essentially. Like if you rotate early, then you've made a sacrifice in the last hill and you're going for it and you should get it. And, th and this is the way it works. Checks and balances. That's what competitive COD is all about. That's why it doesn't seem deep to the layman who doesn't understand how to play college. They don't mm. understand why these things matter. They just say, oh, I'm just going to shoot people and I'm doing great. That could be a problem. Like Crossroads, those rotations, that is a double rotation. There's 120 potential points if you hold it well. And it is not easy to break because of that jump up cliff. 
cutting off a good portion of the map. It takes one person to just basically look over every so often and come back. Um, yeah. That's why streaks might help, mate. That's why streaks could be a cool... That, that, like, and that's another conversation. That's another fucking podcast. That, like... <laughs> Not not that everyone's loving the way you acquire streaks in this game. Like, I think, I haven't done the math on it yet, but I think, let's just say, for example, what, a cruise missile is 2,500 points. I need to get uh, seven kills in the hard point with a little bit of assists, trophy action here or there in a row to get that thing. Yes, it persists after life, but I obviously reset my score multiplier after the death. Takes a while to get it. When I do get a cruise missile, that's basically a free break on a hard point because I, I can target trophy systems. They show up on the fucking... The, the duty, it's a little triangle, Travi System, Sam sites, any field upgrades are there. I can target those things, destroy them. I feel like I've got an opportunity to make a break. But we have the issue that we're not loving the way the score strip, the source works. That that immediately for me, and I made the argument for MW, how do you break Hackney? How do you break Azir Cave? These shitty super hold hard points with a cruise missile. You smash the fuckers. And they have to, if they know it's there, they've got to pull out. They've got a, they've got a risk reward. Oh, we might lose this. If I sit and get rocketed or whatever, I, it, there's something in this. We just have to find the balance. It's funny because I actually don't hate the score streak system in this current game, but not. For I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. Like it made sense to me. Like I think I did a review video, right? I spoke about Cold War and I explained my thoughts on the score streak system. The score streak system, being as it is, allows you to play faster without worrying about having to turtle for streaks, right? The problem is in comp is that players will end up getting those streaks regardless of how, you know, if they do get that big, like, reward. So in pubs, I think it's perfect for pubs, right? If you want to run around like a lunatic and rack up kills and not worry about it, great. If you want to hold back and try to rack up big multiplayers, great. You are enabled to do all of these things. That's the benefit of this system. It has a very tangible benefit. The negatives being that there are probably more streaks towards the end of a game. Just period. There are. Yeah. In competitive, it falls down a little bit because you don't want people to just guarantee streaks with people going over and dying. And the interactions are going to be higher in a fast respawn competitive game. In hardpoint, interactions are insane. So that is going to give you points regardless, let alone the modifiers. So I don't I can understand why pros aren't particularly enthused with that system, but I don't know how to fix it other than go back to the old system. Like, I can't yeah. figure it out. Like, hill juggling and stuff needs to come back. I don't mind score streaks. I just, the implementation has yeah. to be there for pros to feel like it's viable and you're being rewarded for playing well, not being rewarded for just being in the game. I mean, I I, like uh, Bryce, have you ever seen the movie Moneyball? I have. Not to do like, so the, the only way I could think of making like the perfect score streak system is you need to find a way to evaluate the value of every single thing done on the map. Like it, like the current score streak system we have right now will punish the hell out of a BZ and reward Wuskins like crazy. So like if a BZ in search and destroy is going to get the first blood and gets traded out every life, but gets map controller picks up two or whatever, he's never like I mean very rarely going to survive like late enough in rounds. So he'll get a hundred points, let's say per like round or whatever it's going to be. But Wuskins posted up in the back of the map with a snipe might get two or three picks. They're losing these rounds if he's not actually helping. But now he's on a five spree. Boom, he's got all of his streaks. In a BZ who is way more impactful on the map is never going to earn them in the same capacity than someone that's way less impactful. So, like in that sense, it just doesn't work. It might be better for respawn, might be worse for S and D. But the best way to do it would we would need to know the value of like how much is a first blood actually worth in search and destroy. 
is it worth 50 points or is it worth 175 because it opens up the map if you're killing a guy that's defusing a bomb should that be worth like three times as much or like you would have to know the game to such an absurd level which is never going to be possible even close in a one-year cycle unless there's some data nerds out there that could like crunch (laughs) the numbers but like in my mind that would be the only fix you would just need to find the value of everything that's accomplished on the map to the point where maybe even like having it based off of like a heat map of like what are the most important areas of a map to control if a dude's picking up three kills here like boom that's like sick that's great that's awesome like you get like that in my mind is the only way you can make it work but like with the very cut and dried now of like yo just kill whore go on a seven spree and you're gonna have three thousand more points than me because you just camp somewhere like i personally dude i literally played a game of dom where we were beating the team like 160 to 140 i pulled up the scoreboard i was top of my team and i had just under 2,000 points they have four people on their team with more than four and a half thousand points yeah and i couldn't understand how it's possible i was like i'm winning the game i'm like i'm doing the objective like i'm doing what i'm supposed to and then for the next like what two minutes of the game, they called in all their score streaks. <laughs> I just got we shit got on, and I was like, I I'm doing it wrong, I guess. Like my bad for winning the game at first. Like I should have just chilled, like up in the tower on cartel. Like it's just, I was oh, yeah. I'm not really a fan of. The, well, it's not that I'm not a fan of the system. I just don't think the current iterate. Like it just needs adjusting. Maybe I don't think it works for comp. Like I said, I don't think it works for comp. But I can understand why they've done it that way. Like I said, it allows more choice like i i if i want to run, run around with mp5 in the old system i'm not getting streaks a lot of the time like it's just not going to happen um if i sit back probably much more likely in this if i start stringing together three pieces every so often i probably will end up getting those streaks at some point because i'm putting higher interactions down i'm being engaged more like I, said, I don't think it works for comp i like your system chance i just think that it falls down in the fact that you would have to explain it to people watching at home <laughs> <laughs> oh try, no, the, the try, system yeah. I'm describing is not realistic yeah. in the slightest. I'm imagine, just saying with, with the system they put in the place, like I get the idea. Yeah. I just think that's how far you would have to take it to make it work like perfectly. Like that's yeah. the level of detail you would need for this kind of system to like be efficient and to actually like reward the correct things. Because I think now like it might reward the right kind of play style maybe eight times out of ten, but that two times out of ten, now I feel like I'm getting bullshitted some dude just got a chopper gunner and i've never even seen him in my kill feed i don't know where yep. he's at he's just killing my teammates but i'm over at b flag like what's going on i just hey, no. chopper gunner sucks on so many maps sucks <laughs> so chopper gunner on garrison is a waste of time <laughs> oh my god it's a piece of shit i can't believe i got one i'm just sitting there looking at a roof <laughs> What's going on? Oh, my I favorite, can't... the VTOL is my favorite. At least that's, you can that's basically that the thing. chopper gunner. That's basically what they've done. They've yeah. changed the chopper gunner, and now the chopper gunner is the VTOL. Uh, and the VTOL is outrageous. You just fly around with a fucking easily controllable rocket ship. It's that's... great. It's great. No, I, I, I don't know where we exactly go with the whole streak system. I also, I've got concerns about four v four. We eliminate what two people from the game, and you're not getting as many streaks because you don't have as many people to engage with. You don't have as many trophies and shit to use. Or... Things to eat, and it also makes capturing control points that bit harder because I don't know what it is about this game, but it feels like I'm sat in that zone for a fucking lifetime. It didn't feel like that in Black Ops Four. In Black Ops Four, it was like I'm in, I'm going to capture the first tick in like 15 seconds, you know, which is a long time. But like, I worry that. I mean, I will say if you get enough people to hop it, you can still cap it quickly. But the issue, I I think, the biggest issue for control in Moscow again is a perfect map to like make this example of like. If you get a minute and a half in the round, 
I mean, the, the amount of time it takes you to go from like your spawn towards a, like, bro, that's 45 seconds off the clock. Like you get one good try and then one really shitty try to like get into the hard point. Done. So like the amount of situations where you can actually go there to stack the hill and get three people on the point, like that's where it gets workable. But maybe a, a fix for it is extend the rounds by 30 seconds or so make like, I, th there's like weird little tweaks you could do to maybe make it better. <laughs> Honestly, for the trophies, one thing I want, I want trophies to take out other trophies. If I got a trophy in the hill yeah. and you chuck yours, why can't it just take it out so I don't got to deal with it? Like, I don't want 30 sitting in the hill. Make them, like, hit each other. also not take down a thousand nades. I don't even know. I, I, don't I even think know. they get six. But, six. yeah, it's, but again, like too much. that could be another tweak. You, you can make a trophy get you two or something like that. Or you If you've got two trophies, two trophies, that's 12 fucking... The, like, there's so many little adjustments that might be, like, the perfect solution that are available to almost every problem I've seen so far in this game that, like... That's why I'm like excited for the year and confident that things are going to be good. Because yeah. so many of these things have not necessarily easy fix, but multiple avenues for some sort of fix. Not yeah. counting, you know, getting spawn kit on crossroads control, shit like that. But <laughs> otherwise, I think the control issues can be honestly be fixed by moving the zones a lot of the time. The defensive team should not have to cross 12 to 13 fucking seconds of map to get into a fight. Or even get to a line of sight to be able to help in a fight. And Moscow is a really bad example of that. Ace defense is so, so close. It's like Seaside High Point. I'm oh, sorry, Seaside Control. The church was right next to spawn. Yeah. It was super hard work to break that shit. If it had been somewhere else, it probably would have been a much more interesting game. You know, a much more interesting game mode. I feel like it's exactly the same thing on Moscow. And for what it's worth, even like the to time in together, like the streaks could be the solution for Moscow. Like Maybe. if the streaks yeah. are being designed in a way that like if a player is doing moderate to very well, they're going to be able to earn your artillery and your cruise missile. And that's a guarantee of at least one player on the map that you will now have that to break the hill guaranteed by round five. Like yeah. on average, whatever it's going to be like, it, there is some balance here that like I have no idea how well it's been like struck. I don't know how many of like the pro teams have figured it out so far, but I'm assuming if the pros are smart about it and have like an avenue to give feedback and whatever it's going to be like, even if the hill needs to be pushed up an extra five feet, spawn needs to be out further. Like I just, again, outside of a few glaring issues, all of them seem to be adjustable. Yeah. No, I get that. No, I get, I get that about MW though. It's a, uh, it's just one of those, this, this tweaking you're hoping, I'm hoping the devs, the devs could basically change this game with minor tweaks and it would be unbelievable. Like you said, taking trophies down to like three or two or four, whatever they figure out tiny tweaks and hopefully they'll come up with yeah. it um let's move on to questions in the chat then because i want to keep you guys on it for eight hours um right so you're very basic now by yeah the did you use a voice changer like what's going on did you yeah. kidnap my, somebody uh, and you're holding like hostage like what is this my mic has been doing deep. this recently and i don't know why um you're all deep bricey let me see if i can fix it hello mate i've got to go excellent now so i can do really annoying shit like this and just drive you mental <laughs> Right, you actually Hold gone on. deep. <laughs> I can about. You know what you sound like? So you're just thrown in the mix. Okay, let's see if that's fixed. Much it. better. Fixed it. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, that's been. By the way, no idea what's causing that. That just happened, started happening a couple of days ago, and someone said, and I, I thought it was Discord. So apparently it's not Discord. So that's another wonderful thing I'm now going to have to deal with. Um, super deep, bassy voice, but, you know, maybe I'll use it. Um, 
<laughs> I was wondering what chance was looking at. This. I was like, what have I just said that's wrong? Uh, people ask about smokes on this game. Smokes on this game, return of smokes. Uh, smokes. I can't figure out if the smokes are broken or not. I feel like there's sometimes where either the smokes just like get ignored by the trophies or the trophy explodes the smoke and then the smoke just like pops up where it is. Like, I can't exactly figure it out, but the smokes are definitely weird. They so also switch like that auto aim off in a big fucking area. That, they, they, it switches auto aim off in a huge area, and I haven't really seen people talking about it. If you try it, whenever you actually smoke, try to shoot somebody near that smoke. Your white aim's going, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to hit fire. I don't know where the hell this player's going. I'm not going to be able to and hit And I them. think maybe people in the smoke keep their aim assist. I'll be honest with you. I haven't done as much oh. testing. I just know it was uh, I think issue. I've seen someone complain about that of like, dude, people are standing in the smoke and they're getting aim assist. I can't shoot them. They can shoot me. Like, what's going on? So I, I don't know. I think smokes have always been weird in COD, right? Yeah. Like, they've always had like super yeah. strange impacts. Like, not even talking about like clipping through walls. And, like, FPS oh, has been bad mess. at it. Yeah. FPS, yeah. In Modern Warfare, you can stand in smoke and just like see everything. Sometimes that's another one too. I, I was in Modern Warfare last year where there was like a portion of the year where smokes just wouldn't like they would only work from like one perspective. Like it's not just oh, like yeah. it would literally be you could stand inside where the smoke was, and it's not like the little close area was like smoke free. It's like you could just see everything. Yeah, that was just broken in the game. I think smokes have always been. I don't know if they're just like tough to code or what the deal they is, are. but I think they they've are. always been strange. I quite like. I, I honestly quite like the idea that the smoke explodes immediately. Yeah, I quite like that. I like the fact that it dodges trophy systems. It kind of, you know, I just want. I think my biggest gripe with COD is that you run out of options. If they've got a trophy down, what do we do? I have no line of sight on the trophy. I have to throw all my things at it to kill it. That's all I can do. Whereas, like, if I throw a smoke straight at it, now I have an option. The yeah. enemy has an option to move away from that position or to. I don't know if I can use the thermal if we're going to ban them, the ban, but you know, like I want options yeah. in a game. I want strategy. I want, here's our play off the rip. We know they've got this. We're going to do this instead. You know, I, I, and I'd like the idea that smokes can be used to counter a trophy system. Cause it's not like I've thrown a smoke down. Now I'm guaranteed a kill. I'm guaranteed to make a play. I'm guaranteed. You're guaranteed yeah. nothing, you know, but it at least gives you an option to, or an ability to win, to make a play, a window, if that. I think they've been restricted right now. From what I remember of what I was told of the pro player rule set, I think it's currently only one person is allowed to run it in respawns, two in S&D. Yeah. It, but yeah, I'm fairly certain that's the way it's going, which is obviously like a self-imposed thing. Um, but I mean, I because here's the other thing. I don't know, and this is a relate to people on PC this year. People have gone PC mad and are building crazy systems. I have a fairly crazy system being built right now. Um, once I can get hold of a processor, which I will be building myself. Um, <laughs> and I know I. So here's the thing. Like obviously, I've been hearing stuff. Like I know roughly what the specs are for all the stuff next year. Like all the pros are playing on and and what they're supposed to be doing and all this sort of stuff. I can't remember if Smoke still have that issue where they can absolutely tank the FPS. Because uh, that used to be a thing. If you threw too many smokes, you could basically cause the game engine to come to a shuttering oh, I hole. hope not. My PS4 <laughs> is on its last legs. Like it just, it's, a, it's a jet engine on a day-to-day. -day. If you throw eight smokes on the map, I think it collapses you, on itself. You know, man, that, uh, Charles can't get into Armada. Can't get into our mod, dude. <laughs> I've seen like, that, actually. On I PS4, just hear him going, oh, God damn it. slow. <laughs> On the oh yeah, no, no, it, it'll genuinely be. Apparently, there's a setting where you can fix it, but even in pubs, there's like a 50-50 chance I'm just gonna load into the game 45 seconds late. I, dude, I have only won one single free for all out of like the 20 <laughs> I've played because almost every game I'm spawning in, and one dude's already got like five kills. And I'm like, dude, come on, like I don't know what's going on. He's got streaks. I'm just got here, like.
How have you not bought yourself a system chance? I thought that'd be right up your alley. Just sitting there. I actually do. I can't. We don't have to talk about it, but like, here we go. I'm fairly inept and. I, I didn't get a good enough, or I, I got a GPU that yeah. was too strong for my power supply. Then I got an appropriate power supply for it. And then when I'm taking my PC apart, I literally can't unplug anything out of my power supply. It's just like glued in there basically. So I need an adult to come like <laughs> fix my shit. <laughs> and then I can play on PC. But like, until I get that, I've spent 45 minutes just like trying to unplug shit. And I literally just can't do it. My little fingers just can't. You, you are not the only one. I am not an expert by any means. I'm like an, I'm an enthusiast. I just like PC stuff. So I've been helping a few people with like parts and stuff and talking them through. Like not as an expert, but just, just like I obviously know a little bit more than, than people who don't know PCs. But obviously there's been chaos. Like Some of the chats have been non-top talk about. Because we've also, here's the weird thing, right? Call of Duty Esports went to PC. And three of the biggest drops in terms of like computer parts has happened in the last like four months, right? Mm -hmm. The new Ryzen processors, AMD's graphics cards, and Nvidia's graphics cards have all happened. So it's all people are talking about in pro play discourse because everybody just wants crazy FPS now they can play on FPC. And here's the worst part: is people still don't understand shit like. You don't have the right monitor it's pointless if if you're only going to build a system for like 140 fps the the ps5 is a really good opportunity to use apparently that controller is really nice as well like you don't have to spend all this money on these pcs like i see pros buying outrageous pcs i'm sitting there going i don't know if you need it i don't know what your i don't know what the exact systems are i've heard roughly what the systems are for next year and pros are bought above them um Things like locking their FPS. I heard, uh, was it someone on Twitter said that their pro player didn't know how to open the task manager? Just yeah, methods. <laughs> methods did not open the task manager. Well, did you see accuracy apparently didn't know how to turn it on. He didn't know there was <laughs> like a, switch a switch on the back to turn it. So, I mean, you know, we're yeah, Call of Duty players are not, we're not curing cancer. Hey, shots he didn't know how to use a knife and fork at the start of the Modern Warfare season. I don't even know what that means. Like, I mean, conceptually, I understand like the words in that order, but like, it just it doesn't does not compute. Also, by the way, is that a thing for the CDL? Is there like standard rigs that have to be built that, for every so single player? I uh, is that I don't a thing? Know how much you can say? I've I heard, think there I've, has to be. I've heard, and I like I said, right? so I don't know exactly what's happening next year, and I don't know how much I can say because I only hear things down the grapevine. And technically, it's not my place to say it, right? You two actually work for the company; you, you'd get in trouble. But I've not signed anything, so um, fuck it. <laughs> I, as I understand it, yes, there is a level that is being given to the pro. I don't know if it's been given to them, or at least they're like, this is what they're roughly going to be playing on. Um, or would they have to play on like specific settings? Like they could I, have no, a super I don't know about system, setting. but they so have to. I like... know that they're getting like Oddware. minimum spec systems, like to, to to get into it. And I think a lot of them are getting some hell. We joke about players not knowing; they generally don't know. Do, do as a PC when you first look at it, it's daunting. You've never built one. It is basically witchcraft until you realize <laughs> it's just adult Lego and all the stuff usually interchanges. Uh, apart from you, Chance, with the power supply. No, no, no. I, I'm hey, aware of Lego. Lego. I'm just saying the Lego pieces are really stuck together because <laughs> they've been like that for two years, and I'm not strong enough to pull it apart. I literally, uh, we don't. No, let's not get into it. Talk about something else. Um, <laughs> Continue on. No, yeah, so if you put fire near it, it expands. Chance, try that. But people are talking about like <laughs> I saw somebody say they want like, like playing in 120, 144 FPS, or 165, or 240, and having the relevant monitor and. What settings are you now going to play on? Because players are tweaking the graphics settings like you've never seen with anti-aliasing and everything else. And that's going to be a big conversation this year. Just so we're clear, pros are going to want to have their exact 
setting and lock the FPS where they want it, whether or not they'll play on 241-44. There have been studies into this competitively. Um, I think Linus did one with Shroud, and they were working out, you know, what's the best for it, and there is apparently... That was great. Yeah, there is a decent difference in terms of 60 to 144. 240 hertz was... Uh, it didn't seem like there was, but Shroud plays on 144, so they had to kind of balance that and say, oh, we don't know whether it'd be used to it. A ton of stuff going into it this year. And even things like... Uh, I don't name this part of the video because I was tempted to do one myself. You can overclock your controller to your PC, right? Which sounds specifically the DualShock. Specific... Yeah. but that's a very specific thing with PlayStation's hardware. Yeah, they, but... the the polling rate on those controls is slightly different. Whereas if you're using like an Xbox Elite Two, they're already running a thousand um, hertz in the polling rate, so it's kind of different. Yeah. But but that's really dude. We're we're at an unprecedented level of customization now in the league. It's a fucking nightmare. You thought the game was hard <laughs> enough. You thought the game was you know, difficult enough. Now you've got everything. Don't worry yeah. about all this shit. I don't know the what PC players have been dealing with for years. Nobody has mentioned it. So apart from what rigs they're playing on, because it's subjective on like, if you lock the FPS, it should be fine regardless. Heat and everything else, like whatever. Like most people aren't going to care, right? As long as it looks good. I'm waiting to see what the monitors are. You guys probably have already seen what sponsors are for this year, but they usually, in Call of Duty, give out, this is the competitive monitor for this year. It used to be BenQ. I have the old BenQ one here. I actually have the new, I think it's the Asus one, or the Acer one was uh, last year, the years before. That one is only 75 hertz. Players this year are going to want at least 144, possibly 240, but it depends on what they are using for the league and these lads we haven't even spoken about open events i have no idea what they're going to have for open events because apparently that's on pc <laughs> there's no way it's going to be three thousand. is there an esport that does that not really is there overwatch league has the pcs that are on the stage are all the same no the but i mean like an open event a... i mean is there any esport that oh, will no, have more than time. like 100 pcs in a building no, um, no this is the first time i series does something but it's bring your own pc yeah. Um, but no, I think didn't Adam Apatella say basically like it's just not going to work very well because getting hold of those systems is a nightmare. Um, think about they think about having to get okay. So this, let's say the league standard is everyone needs a what a three ninety or whatever a three eighty. All right, it's not going to be that. There's no way they can get that many cards. Well, like exactly, go get that many cards. Not a chance. But the idea that like there will be, I think the minimum system requirements will be kind of basic, something that can be mass acquired. It has to be. Also, though, who the fuck's going to a LAN? When the fuck is that <laughs> happening? <laughs> I don't want to shit on this, but who the, when the fuck are we all going to get in a building together and play games? Not for a I while. Mean, the UK was all right for a little while. They, you know, Before we've gone back into our second lockdown, we, we only had four cases in my local area. I was able to go out. It was great. And now, Boy, you know... It's getting worse here. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we're not, we're not even going to touch politics. I refuse. No. I refuse. No. This is a no-politic podcast. Yeah. Um, what do you because... mean? I hear great things about Boris Johnson. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. We're not, exactly, we're not exactly doing great over here, but, you know. Technical uh, issue. Technical yeah. issue. <laughs> uh, look, I think, I think, <laughs> I do have that button, Bryce. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, so I think, I think we are going to have to have some kind of like hardware standard. Um, I don't think there was settings. You, you'll be able to run whatever settings you want, but like the hardware standard for the league will have to be something, right? I'm guessing there'll be have to be something like that. You can't just let whoever run. You can't let Crim6, world champion, who spends 20 grand on night vision goggles. What the fuck do you think he's going to spend on his PC to give him an edge in the Cold War league? You know, he's going to go mental. These the guys thing, are going to spend, they're going to spend as edge? much money as they possibly can. Is it an edge? 
Like, there's only certain levels know. you can go to. Um, yeah, I, and, I feel... and that's the same thing. The difference between 144 to 240 hertz is almost negligible. The difference, you can't, your brain can't process all of it, you know, you know but the, it... the biggest issue no one's speaking about, nobody's talking about, with it being at home and stuff, right? A console is a self-enclosed system. You basically, if you, 350 quid, I can go get myself a new console, set it up and be ready to go, and it's basically going to work. With a PC, Right, things like drivers, things like components failing. Like, imagine halfway through a league match, somebody's fucking RAM sticks go wrong. I mean, it's not likely to happen, or something overheats, or their coolers miss working. Like, they have to go get that part. It's never going to be easy to get that part. Like, you can't just pop down to your local Best Buy or Argos or whatever in the UK and grab a new one. Like, you have to have and probably get it on order, and it's going to be crazy. Someone said Windows updates. Like, oh Jesus! Imagine Christ. being the league up in charge of that, and a player, especially we... players who don't understand, can't figure out how to fucking redo their mouse driver or something because they can't open the game with a controller they have to use it and their mouse driver is not working it's the dumbest problem you've ever heard like it's actually one of the events i think one of the events last year one of the observer clients got hit by a windows update and like like straight away on stream it was like (laughs) almost the fucking windows is running an update i can't remember if it was if this did happen um i know paradox and and john's in the chat right now if you guys remember that one someone got hit by an update and we were like, we're in, you know, that's that's not a good thing because obviously the the client, the the observer client, I think was PC at the time. Um, but that that that's gonna happen, man. That's gonna happen. It just it happens at home with people all the time. We show cleaners slack on stream. There we go. I know this is a separate thing, but it still cracks me up to no end that NIW in the middle of a tournament, like in the middle of an uplink match. It like there was an update, and then when we turned it off, turned it back on again, and the uplink portals were in a different spot in the <laughs> middle of the tournament, in the middle of the game. I feel like that's hilarious, bro. That is the funniest thing. Oh, that well, is happening. A, so that's, that's a variable we haven't considered. So, like, let's face it, <laughs> Call of Duty, they run updates before every major tournament. They always do, they always have done, and they will continue to do that. What kind of impact are we going to potentially see that having on the PC side of things where there are more things to break and more things to ruin? Uh, at this well, point that, in time, that's the entire thing, right? PC won't matter because like if there's an update right before we can just be like eh we're playing on the old one we're playing the new one after the tournament can we do that do if that we can do that um, yeah console you couldn't do it because you like had to be online to play on land which i don't oh, know yeah, makes land, sense yeah, somehow yeah. i'm sure so like it was forced updates so if uplink portals change in the middle of the tournament shit out of luck now you just play like i don't know do whatever but like i think that's like one of the main points of pc like pause feature is going to be like more on point you can just play on old patches if you need to like so i don't think that'd be a problem PC i mean i'll knock on wood but like yeah bro 100 i think like another thing like even even something stupid like downloading cod right now i'm privileged to have an incredible connection at the moment i haven't had this is the first time i've ever had like a real connection since internet has been a thing right i used to have a satellite dish on top of the house building radio waves to another dish for internet that's how mental mine used to be um now I have fiber right up until this PC. Um, but PS4 has always capped downloads. Like, always. Um, it's faster now, but before it used to take forever to download stuff. Any update would take forever. PC, I downloaded COD Cold War in under 10 minutes. Whole thing, exactly. under 10 minutes. Because it's uncapped, it will just go. And that is a benefit oh yeah don't mention copying on the ps4 which apparently i don't know what that meant was it like i had some guy miniature guy inside my ps4 with a stone tablet chiseling the game in as far as i'm concerned one um, bit at a time yeah and that's a benefit <laughs> i i 
I assume silly things for Cold War. More intense anti-cheat check right, is going to have to happen. It is easier to cheat in PC, and I will always think the best of people that they're not going to do it. But the problem is, is that you don't uh, plan for that. You plan for the worst case scenario. So you will now have to check their task manager and have a look at their webcam. If it's from home, if you go to a LAN, you will have to check components. You will have to make sure they don't have a thumb drive or anything else. All this stuff they do in Counter-Strike and other games, right? It's got to happen. It's, gotta happen. It's, a, it's a new world. PC has an infinite amount of benefits, but it does have some drawbacks. Um, and I think, unless we've got any other interesting super questions, um, I think we'll probably try and end it there, because I don't want to go on forever. Although, admittedly, I could talk to you about COD for the rest of my life. <laughs> Pretty easily. I just take this as a permanent podcast and just live on this stream. Um, but no, is there anything I think you think I've missed, guys? Talk about Cold we talked War. about the maps, we talked about weapon balances, we talked about teams, we didn't go into much drama. Um, I mean, the cheating. There's more to, there's, more, there's a lot to talk about cheating and what we are going to try to do to, to make this better because, and I can just say this now, I honestly do think when we had players getting kicked off um, during champs, I do believe that was some form of insider fuckery because as soon as we added a delay, that shit never happened again. Not even close. Yep. We had, what, three players get knocked out of games at relatively pivotal moments in hardpoint maps only you know that was the most hyster- well not the most hysterical thing the uplink portal was more hysterical but the entire community just couldn't comprehend that we were playing on like a 45 minute delay or an hour delay or an hour and a half they were like they played this match yesterday like why do we even care they're like already tweet and they just no one had an idea and like literally people were coming up with theories that would involve like the pros playing their matches at like three o'clock in the morning and they legitimately <laughs> thought that's the type of thing we were doing and like we can never explain it because we can't say yo it's an hour delay or whatever it was is that people are just going to go back to booting but i just I, it blew my mind that the cod community just couldn't figure out i like the fact how that delays work mostly under wraps some social media people got it wrong and tweeted it but mostly the cod pros oh. kept it very very wrapped down yeah. I, I fucked up one search and destroy game <laughs> i tweeted oh that loss for seattle so sore and it was fucking like jcap immediately like <laughs> Fuck you, Miles. For this shit. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. I was like, oh no, delete, delete. Yeah, we we all were like we were sitting in the team speak just like that. Nobody tweet, nobody tweet, nobody tweet. All of us had to relax. Just put the phones down, put it down, put it down. Wait for the VOD. Wait for the YouTuber catch up. Wait. That happens so many times though. So many times. Yeah, it's I, I am I am gonna say I am optimistic for this game. I like 4v4. I am enjoying the gameplay. I will obviously have to play more. I'm hoping December the 1st, obviously, big Warzone update. People are really looking forward to it. And also everything that's coming to Cold War. New maps, new everything. I am optimistic. I've played a crap ton of it this week. So much. I want to play now. Yeah. I want to play right now. I'm looking forward fact, to it. fuck it, I might. I kind of hope they blow up the dance. It's about the only thing left. I think just blow it up, just start a new map. Blow up downtown. I think, um, big ca- aren't we big supposed crater. to... Uh, so there's, uh, there's two fictional locations in the Modern Warfare universe. There's Urzikstan and there's... Verdansk. Right. So like like if you go back to the campaign, it was like um was it Urzikstan? We might be getting a desert map. Are you sure that's not a real place? That sounds like a real place. I know it does sound good, but it's cool of G. That baby. is pretty good. <laughs> it's cool of G. Urzikstan. It's like no no no. It's it's if you search Urzikstan, you're not gonna get anything. Urzikstan <laughs> you know. is a peninsula on the eastern border of the Black Sea. Fuck off. <laughs> that- nice try. I assure you, I'm not really? smart enough to just make that up, yeah. Oh wait, in yeah, fucking Call, Call of Duty. Duty. Yeah, <laughs> alright, my bad. The fucking Call 
Call of Duty wiki. All right, that's the end of the show. Good night. <laughs> that is going to be the end of the show. <laughs> Where's me? Oh, okay. Fine print. Uh, let's go for final thoughts then. From our he's only been awake for one. thirty-six hours. Uh, Miles, final final thoughts. Uh, Fucking from you. hell. Final thoughts. All things considered, Chance, if you search Urzik standing to Google, you not only get a map, you also get a flag. You get what looks like a very, very authentic... Uh, yeah, honestly, I thought it was legit because when I Googled it, all the drop-down oh. bars were normal country-related things rather than it's like... Even got, like it's know. even got leaders from 1999 to know, 2019. Dude, Roman that. Barkov was dude, the it was talking about Yeah, it's talking about caucuses, and I was like, oh, it's one of the fucking Russian caucus places. They got like 33 <laughs> extra like states that are theirs, but not really, that we're kind of cool with, but not all the time. And then they invade, and we can't talk about it. Yep. If anyone's, wondering, if anyone's wondering the most opportune time to hit chance with a phishing scam, now's the time. <laughs> yes, that is absolutely true. Go to sleep. <laughs> now, the been, one thing I want to know... He's been awake for two days, dude. Dude. <laughs> I want to know what the moratorium is on, like, when we can just, like, say everything we want to and, like, tell all, like, the stories, like, all, like, the behind-the-scenes kind of shit. If there's, like, five years and we can, like, go and say, like, yo, here's what happened. It's one, like, oh, God. Like, dude. Nah, we're not doing it. <laughs> we can't. Oh, we I've, can't. Already I've already given DeSoto full rights to my memoirs. I've already given it. <laughs> dude, there are, there are things I'm just sitting on going, God, you know what? If I ever stop doing esports, I can prom. Ruining a lot of people's careers. <laughs> just absolutely. I sit there looking at it going, this shit, I'm fairly certain. So, so there are some stories, genuinely, of stuff that I have been involved in, which looking back on it, even now I'm like, holy shit, I should not know these things. Like, outrage, like, fucking government investigation sort of shit. Like, proper police stuff that just should not be spoken about, <laughs> ever. And the worst part of it, it's not even that far back, some of it. It's the fucking worst. Um, but yeah, obviously. <laughs> I mean, you got my attention. Like, I'm all ears. <laughs> oh, I can't. I, I can't. There are there are things that have happened at events that shall, even even maybe 10 years from now, I'll think about talking about. But it is. Esports it, it, is still the wild, wild west. We all pretend it's it's, you know, glorious and professional, but it is still very much not in some areas. Um, People do some really dumb shit, man. <laughs> some really dumb shit when it comes to esports. Um, anyway, let's get last thoughts from uh, Miles has given his about, about Chance. Chance, yours? I just want to go play more of the game. That's pretty much fair. all I got. I've been enjoying it. <laughs> that is very, yeah. very fair. Uh, all right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this. Oh, thank you. no, sorry. Actual final thought. I've said this a couple times. The knife is viable. I swear you're going to see it used at some point in this year in competitive. The knife is viable. That's my final thought. Thank you, Bryce, for the floor. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, thank you to my guests, right? Pleasure having you two on. I've basically just been laughing this entire time. I've had so much fun. Honestly, if you do want to come back for every episode, more than happy for it. But uh, I know it takes up a good amount of your time. But thank you so, so much for coming on, Mars and Chance. And I'm looking forward to seeing you casting all the Cold War coming up. I know, obviously, you know, you can't confirm what's happening. But I very much uh, count you as one of my very favorite caster duos. So I appreciate you coming on. Same to everybody watching at home as well. Thank you so much for tuning in on the YouTube and the Spotify and everything else. This has been the Bryce cast. I've been Bryce. Thank you for watching. And we'll see you next time.